poppin'. The Drew and Mike Show rolling into the weekend with Trudy and Brandon and Jim Bentley's here for the final show of the week. And uh, we're all in mourning because Jerry Springer has passed away at the age of 79. Man, what a legacy springy job leaves behind, as Mike used to call him. He's a cultural icon. That show is awesome. I I was watching clips for hours today, having just a blast. Can't they just put the show back on and run reruns somewhere? They should. Yeah, Marathon this weekend in his honor. It's probably out there somewhere. I'm sure people are going to be like, it's all over Pluto TV or this or that. Did everybody watch TV, some episodes YouTube. today? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. What was your favorite, Jim? <laughs> uh, was that one I sent you of the... Uh, it, w- it was more dramatic than Sixth Sense at the end. Like, Yeah, that was that was intense. We've covered that one before, but it's worth uh, going over it in its entirety because before we we just pretty much played the end. I love when the people come out just ready to fight. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I was expecting. marching out. Yeah. Anyway, Jerry uh, Jerry will be missed, but what a legacy he leaves behind. Actually, he was the, um, let's see, he was on city council, and he got busted for paying for prostitutes with personal checks in 71. That was his first real job, although he was an aide on the Robert F. Kennedy campaign in 68 before he was assassinated. He's legit. Then he won city council again in Cincinnati in 75, became the mayor in 77, became a news anchor. In 91, and then uh, he started a talk show also, which was very successful. (laughs) And then the Jerry Springer show launches and really starts catching fire in 93. But you know what? I had no idea that Jerry's parents were German Jews who fled to England during the Holocaust. I think his grandma was in a camp. And and, uh, yeah, he, he lost relatives to the gas chamber. Yeah. Jerry was born in a bomb shelter in London. I mean, what a life. Whoa, whoa, bummer alert. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty heavy stuff. That is amazing. That set him up to, to be ready to do the show. Yeah, True. anything. So what I really loved is how <clears throat> people went to social media and they said, and they paid the respects by showing the greatest clips. Uh, this was one that I, I just thought was fantastic. I just got one more comment for the transsexual on the end. Um, I don't know why, but why is your bulge in your pants bigger than your... <laughs> I'll beat you like a woman and beat you like a man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 my God. Wow. He's going up. Oh. He's going up. He's leaving the crowd. No way. Oh, wait, is that? <laughs> oh, he really was going up. He there. was. No, he was headed up there. He wanted a piece of her. He answered the challenge. Wow. Wow. Awesome. It was pretty cool. fantastic. There was this one. Erica and her boyfriend, Alex. They both say they were shocked. <laughs> Alex is the baddest guest in Jerry Springer Uh, history. What's going on? What were you showing? Well, basically, Jerry, I'm upset because I seen this previous show with the Ku Klux Klan member, and um, I didn't like what I heard. You know, he degraded his grand grandbaby. He ain't got no right doing that. Oh, he was a member of the Klan. Right. His grandchild was Uh, Mexican. Mexican. Yeah. That's right. And he was the one that he degraded. He degraded his child, and he's not right. And I'm here today. Uh, how surprising he's not that right is. To either accept Mexicans and Puerto Ricans and Blacks, or I'm gonna kick his ass. He came here to kick ass. Yeah. His pants are too big. His shirt's too big. His ties all jacked up. So they're gonna talk it out, right? Here they are. Here's Robert. They're gonna talk it out, right? Just I don't see him kicking anybody's ass. Wait, they were still there. <laughs> oh my God! Boom! Oh! oh! 
Oh, he's got room right out of the gate. Wow. No talking about it. No asking him to say sorry. Just fisticuffs. That was a hell of a shot. I got your sorry right here. I think the Klansman got the good shot in, didn't he? Jerry. You stay your nose out of my family. Oh, my God, the mullet from Al. Come on, boy. Well, it's really not his business, but... He's, a, he's got a button-up shirt with wait, the sleeves right, cut right. off. Hey, wait, wait, wait. your business? Wait, right. your now, that's that's an idea. Jerry Springer uncensored. Security's doing a terrible job. We're just letting them go. Come on, Steve. Where's Steve? I think at this point, Wilco had moved on. This show was so big that Steve got his own show. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. That's funny. The Klansman looks like such a friendly guy, and yet he's, <laughs> he's so uh, prejudiced. I, I can't imagine that. <laughs> that conversation with his barber when he asked for that tri-level haircut there. <laughs> insane. Oh, this is a good one, too. Supposedly this, the best one. This is the pinnacle. This is the pinnacle one. This one I loved. One of my dreams. I've been talking to this girl on the internet for a while. I've actually been trying to save some money. To go see this highlights woman. Of the Jerry Springer show. Jerry Springer has passed away at the age of seventy-nine. She's a very beautiful MySpace. woman. She's tall, skinny, she's redhead, very beautiful woman. Why don't we do it this way? Because you've you, you've never met her never before. Met her. Jerry well, then I'm going to ask you to leave for a few moments. Like, we'll want to bring her out, let the audience meet her, and then we can both observe you two meeting, which okay. will be a nice moment in your life. Okay? <laughs> so if you would just uh, all right, thanks. Leave her. We'll have you back. Catfish was. Catfish was born on this show. Exactly. Yeah, Trudy it was. You're right. Oh. Joby. Let's bring out Joby. Hey, Joby! on MySpace. Like, I had seen this before. I completely forgot about it. I didn't remember it either. Oh, look at Joby. Oh, oh wait. Oh, Joby's very Hi, tall. Joby. Hello, Jerry. Uh, you are, um... You met you met here, Brad, here on the uh, internet. Yes, we met on MySpace. On MySpace. <laughs> and uh, what attracted you to, to him? He was cute. He seemed very nice when, in the message he sent me. Yeah. Aww. And uh, she seems you sweet. think this could be the one? Yes. <laughs> she got very thin legs. And I have really a secret to legs. tell him. You have a secret to tell him. Yes. And your secret is? I'm a man, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. He worked that so perfectly. No Adam's He wants to meet me, you know, he tried to get a bus ticket or whatever. Yeah. I said, I'd just call the Jerry Springer show, you know, because yeah. then it'll give it more of a spell. Sounds like the dude next door, really. But doesn't look like the dude what, next door. You know, what his reaction is going to be. But you really care about him. This isn't just to yeah. play a trick on someone. You really want him He's to be okay tits. All right. Well, kind of. Uh, and long legs. Now. Okay, how about a nice hand? Let's bring him back now. He's really Brad. short skirt, too. Yeah, Brad! They're going to fight. Look at Brad. This guy's going to be pissed. Ah, oh, Brad. So good to meet you. <laughs> Brad's looking kind for of love. on national TV, I know, but, like, I wanted to ask, like, maybe, like, you know, you could be my girlfriend. <laughs> well, Brad, I have to tell you, I'm a man. Uh-oh. <laughs> Try anything once. Yes! <laughs> yes! Now he goes in for the kiss! Two dudes are making out on Jerry Springer! What a shot! Jack him off! Oh! Roll the credits! Roll the credits! Look at the audience! Jerry! Jerry! They loved it! Wow! that show? I know it wouldn't fly today. It couldn't be done today, but. What? It's all being done today because of him. 
Don't you're you right. think? Yeah. You're right. Yeah, a lot you of pioneered it. it all. You know what? Morton Downey Jr. Was yeah, that's doing true this too, too though. I about that. In the late 80s. And I have People to tell fighting you, though? Uh, I don't think fights broke out as mm-hmm. o- nearly as often. I think they did break out occasionally, but people got wailed on in that show. Yeah. And it was always a setup. It was like the per- the two people that hate each other the most in the whole world on that day. <laughs> and uh, I have some great Morton Downey stories. I swear, when Morton Downey Jr. came to Boston, it was our show. I guess BCN was probably too snobby to <laughs> Morton Downey Jr. So you got their pickings, um, their leftovers. I, I, we were excited. Morton was, remember how big he took off? Yeah. He no, was he huge. Was huge. Yeah. And uh, came in for an interview, and I swear... I can't remember ever being more excited about an interview because it was just, he was so hot at that moment. Right. And um, and I just remember a lot of people in the building were talking about, hey, Morton Downey Jr. And, and people were really excited. Um, it, was a, it seemed like a really big deal. And then I went to the show and the show was crazy. And it was like, it was on. And then he came back and played, I want to say it was the Opera House in Boston. And they were short of panelists, and Mort put me on the panel. Whoa, what? <laughs> you never told this story before. I think I've told it a couple times. Oh, okay. Not in any detail, but um, I was on, he wanted me to be on the anti-death penalty side, and I was like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to get smoked. And he's like, damn right, but it's just a show. Come on. <laughs> I mean, it was, like a, it was like a traveling band of gypsies. It really was. Anyway, I ended up, somebody on the pro side of the death penalty debate switched sides so I could be on the panel because they needed a panelist. Nice, and it was a lot of our crowd too. So You're so high maintenance, fired up. So you were uh, for what? What type of death were you? you the, know, death for? In general, the death penalty in general. Penalty in general. Didn't care electric yeah. chair, all, all that. They, the were... people who were anti were like killing human life, and then Morton, uh, Morton would just wail on them, and the panel, the panels were just going back and forth. It was insane, but it was basically a setup. So anybody that went to see Morton Downey Jr. was pro death penalty. I mean, you could pretty much know that right. just by people that watched the show. But that show. I'm telling you, if they re-ran it, I think a lot of people, it would blow their minds. I think so, too. Tom Snyder, another. Yeah, Tom show. Snyder, had that was a great show. And all those punk and new wave bands he had on, that was the weirdest thing about Who's Tom Who's that Snyder. dude? <laughs> and was it Kiss that was on there when Ace was drunk? Oh. He got everybody oh, all mad? Very, uh, yeah, likely. By the way, it's his birthday today. Yeah, happy birthday, Space Man. <laughs> I listened to 2000 Man this morning. Did you? And I tweeted it out. I was so excited. Yeah, I love his version of that on Kiss Unplugged. He, wow. Ace just nails it. Yeah. I think Ace is kind of underrated. Oh, definitely. By is. the band. If oh, by, hell yeah. If by yeah. nothing else. Right. Gene wouldn't be celebrating his What's birthday. What's his big song? What's it? Uh, back New York in the, Groove? Yeah. New York Groove. I, I love that song. What song did you say, Trudy? Back in the New York Groove. Oh, I yeah. Mean, back in the New York Groove. He had another kind of hit, didn't he? Yeah. Is there um, one more? Um, is it, I wanted to say like had Ace in the title, but I don't, I don't think it. You thinking of Ace of Spades by Motorhead? Yeah, Ace yeah of Spades. I, I thought of that immediately, but it's not that. Obviously. Oh, I've made that mistake before. Yeah, what about a song Ace of Spades? Like, oh shit, that's Motorhead. You know what? I think New York Groove, yeah. honestly, is the biggest hit any Kiss member had solo. Oh, agree. I don't think yeah, it's even it. close. Absolutely. Yeah. And they, remember, they all put out solo albums one year, and Ace's was the biggest record. Ace can jam and make his own T-shirts. Yes. <laughs> that was the funniest book. Those hand oh claps in there. Oh, my God. Kiss and Tell. Wow. That was a lot of laughs. I'm going to start dancing. <laughs> Mark Farner coming up, by the way, from Grand Funk. Woo, yeah. Many years since I was here. 
<laughs> I was surprised how good Kiss sounded unplugged. Yeah. Because I listened to some of that this morning in honor of Ace, and that's a that's a pretty good performance. I just don't think of Kiss as being a band that I would want to see unplugged. It's the rabbit hole you went down from Ace to yes. Kiss. Yeah. Wow. Well, 2000 Man is on Kiss Unplugged. Oh. So that led me down to some of the other tracks. And right. it was a pretty good show, actually. Cool. They're not in makeup, though. It's just, just yeah, wrong. Boy. Oh. Oh. oh, they were unplugged. Undressed and Gross. unplugged. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> uh, okay, so we are in the deals in the D.com studios. We delayed the intro of the show. I mean, Jerry Springer is such a huge... It's I mean, that deal. is that's like a president dying or something. It's a big deal. Uh, <laughs> Spring by politician. <laughs> yeah, that's right, he was. He was, uh, he was a mayor. Uh, spring season... The buying season is here, so home inventory is on the rise. How are the rates, Jim? Rates are still holding steady. It's okay. going, it's, it's a perfect time, and I'm telling you right now is the time. If you wait three, four, six months, it's going to be even busier. More competition. Huh? And uh, you've also got the 1% down program with up to $4,000 in forgivable down payment assistance for qualified buyers. Are people jumping on that? Yeah, they are. We actually did a loan today with someone like that. Nice. So able to get them four. Free four thousand dollars. Whoa, that's hard to beat. What four thousand dollars? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, if you're thinking about spring summer renovations or a second home, take advantage of the equity in your house now. It takes five minutes to find out how much equity you have in your home, or maybe you want to do a refi and pay off some high interest credit debt. Call Hall Financial. Just call them first. If it's anything related to your house or a loan or a refi, call Hall first. That's all we ask. Eight six six Call Hall, and because. Uh, Mark Farner's coming up. Let's see. Why don't we just get a get another commercial or two in here? Uh, from Mark's yeah. at District 142 in Wyandotte yep. on May the 12th. Right. But um, maybe you want to get your Dodge Ram and drive down there. Um, Zot I-96 Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in New Hudson have a couple of things that are tough to find. They continue to make buying and leasing simple, fun, fast, and easy. And they have one of the highest Google ratings in Detroit, 4.8 stars to be exact. And uh, my personal favorite is that they have the largest inventory in the D with more Jeeps and Rams to choose from than almost anybody in the city. If you want more good stuff, our studio sponsors are leasing a new 22 Jeep Compass as low as $298 a month. You can also lease a 22 Jeep Grand Cherokee as low as $397 a month. And if you're on the hunt for a new or pre-loved Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, check out our friends and studio sponsors at Zot's new 96 dealership in New Hudson. And be sure to tell them that we sent you here on the Drew and Mike Show. And, of course, you can always surf their sensational deals and stupendous inventory at dealsinthed.com and Legacy Partners. All about insurance, 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 home and auto. And if you haven't checked yours in the past year, you really should get on that and find out. Why you are paying too much. <laughs> if you work with Legacy Partners Insurance, they won't let that happen. They keep an eye on your rates and continually shop all the carriers to make sure that you have the best program. So if you haven't called them this year, call them, and you'll probably end up pissed off at your current provider. Not only do they do home and auto, they also do great life insurance and Medicare, Medicaid. Ask, and you'll, you'll get answers to any question about that complicated system. 586-209-4106 is the number to call or just go to our website and click on the link to get started with your new quote. One more. Mark's and not here yet. That would be Ghost Budsters. Uh, they want to thank everybody for 420 and how great it was. And they had a great time meeting some of the people who are the users of Ghost Budsters. And they promised that it's going to be going on all summer, all kinds of specials. We will keep you posted on when and where. In the meantime, Ghost Budsters 
are um, that's the quality product that you should look into at any of your local dispensaries because it's small batch craft cannabis locally caregiver run and operated premium packaging that keeps the product fresh. Uh, you can get it at the Breeze in Hazel Park, Information Entropy in Ann Arbor, Dispo in Romeo and Hazel Park, Joyology in Westland, etc. etc. Okay, so where uh, is he? Mark is one minute late. Oh, for God's sake. I got my eye on the Zoom, too. And the phone. Oh, oh is, like is Mark zooming in? Looks like he's, Whoa, he's that's joining awesome. here. Oh, cool. Boop, boop. All right, there's there he Mark is. Farmer. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, Mark. Hey. How you doing? I'm doing, but I'm not mildewing. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that. You look like you got a gig behind you. Oh, yeah, we can have one right now. Oh, awesome. Where Where are you? That looks like a, that's quite a cool room you got there. I am in our rehearsal studio in the tip of the mitt of Michigan. <laughs> okay. Um, hey, Brandon, you want to uh, you want to officially introduce Mark? We had a little audio for you, Mark. Yeah. The All wild right. shirtless lyrics of Mark Farner. <laughs> the bong rattling bass of Mel Shocker. <laughs> the competent drum work of Don Brewer. <laughs> now. Grand Funk Railroad paved the way for Jefferson Airplane, which cleared the way for Jefferson Starship. The stage was now set for the Alan Parsons Project. For more information at Grand Funk, consult your school library. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How, now, did you know that you were going to be referenced on The Simpsons? Had no clue. In fact, Mike, I didn't know until we were doing a gig at Pine Knob. And before we went out on stage, I mean, just before we were going to take the stage, they ran that thing. What? And I'm standing back behind <laughs> the screen. I'm seeing Bart Simpson and, and, you know, hearing this stuff. And I'm going, are you shitting me? <laughs> this is what's really happening right now? <laughs> wow. How cool that is that? Mind blown. Um, I, was, uh, I was trying to do some... Um, sort of some chronology in my head as I was uh, I was planning for your visit today. And I know the Atlanta Pop Festival in 69 was a big deal for Grand Funk. Did it, is that what got you signed to a big deal? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we did all of the first album at that festival. No one had ever heard of Grand Funk Railroad before because we just adopted the name, you know, maybe a week before. And uh, Terry Knight, our manager, his attorneys in New York City were actually doing the legal work for this festival. And they made a deal with him uh, to put us on and we would play for free as long as we could just play this festival. Wow. And it turned out uh, very good for us because we went on at noon the opening day <laughs> and... Uh, it was hotter than the sheriff's pistol, buddy. I mean, 110 <laughs> degrees in the shade. Wow. I had no idea the size of this audience. All, you, I mean, you could hear it. And if you peered out from the fence that was keeping you know the, us separated from the audience, you could just see maybe 10, 15 rows in. You could hear a lot going on. And until I got up on the deck... And I looked out and I went, oh, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> like people as far as the eye could see. And I mean, wow. here's a, I'm 20 years old. Mel's 19. Don's 20. <laughs> We're just 
Kids Garage Band out of Flint, Michigan. (laughs) It was like I turned around and I told my guitar tech, I said, I really got to pee, dude. And he goes, (laughs) oh, you got to get your ass out on that stage and entertain. And we, you know, I just turned around and went out and uh, they loved it. The people actually, they didn't want us to leave the stage. It was so good, you guys. But I got the impression that 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 was kind of a seminal moment for Grand Funk, and yet uh, you were invited to play at Woodstock. Were you not shortly after that? Yes, but we were doing something else. Uh, we had already <laughs> something else. But uh, and and who's who knows how these things are going to go? But uh, we went on twelve noon the opening day of uh, Atlanta. 7 p.m. the second day and 11 p.m. the third day. This is Whoa. Kind, of the, kind of the way it went. What kind of a festival and, is this? <laughs> and it was because of the audience reaction to our music and to our stage show. Oh, you got bumped up. Yeah, we got bumped up. And Capitol Records was taking note of the bumping going on there. <laughs> cool. And a lot of uh, acts. Uh, that were on that show. Who else? And, oh, I couldn't tell you right yeah, there, now. There were so many big festivals in 69. Cause I always thought in my head that, wow, Woodstock seemed like kind of a fluke, but there was a Miami pop festival. There was the Atlanta pop festival. They were all a big deal. And the guy that organized Woodstock put on a couple of those. I know. So he had a couple warmups to Woodstock. That's right. Louisville, Texas, man. That was a big one too. Holy shit. That was huge. <laughs> Yeah, so people were gathering in, in giant numbers back then. And then, uh, so anyway, you guys were scheduled. You couldn't play Woodstock anyway. But then just two years later, and I mean, you guys are so young and you're invited to play Shea Stadium. The reason I was telling you that the chronology was weird for me was I'm looking at all of Grand Funk's biggest hits, which were really after Shea Stadium. Now, you had, you had I'm Your Captain and you had music out there. But how is it that Grand Funk caught so much fire without really like a uh, a billboard top 10 hit or something by 71, enough to just sell out Shea Stadium so quickly? Well, I attribute to that, I mean, to the songs that were reaching the hearts of people uh, with love and concern. I mean, 20-year-old kid flying for the first time. Think of this, descending into L.A. through the smog. I had no clue. There was this kind of world out there. I started writing songs about it. And it was all from a a perspective of, hey, is this what's really going down? (laughs) Is this what's going on? And then, you know, of course, uh, Vietnam War, I wrote the song, People Let's Stop the War, because we needed to stop that damn war. And people joined in with what I had to say. I wrote and sang 92% of the Grand Funk catalog. So I can say it was largely due to to the to the what lyrics and to the uh, challenge that I was receiving spiritually to be accountable to love and not to mislead anybody because I saw the influence the Beatles had on the world. I mean, everybody grew their hair out. Uh, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> no, it was incredible. It was. And, and, you know, they, they were anointed. I believe they were anointed, just like Elvis had an anointing on him. Nobody knew how they got that big so fast. I mean, everybody just wanted them. Bam, 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 bam. Uh, and, but, and Grand Funk, 
to sell out Shea Stadium uh, faster than the Beatles. This is before Ticketron. This is before any online ticket sales. You had to buy the ticket from the box office. Oh, I remember lining up. Yeah, I remember going to Flipside Records in Chicago Land to get my tickets. Uh, it was to see Paul McCartney and to see the Stones and to see the Who and people like you guys. But and it was it was it got those long lines too. And when you found a, a place that people didn't know about. Yeah. And you could get the front line fast. It was like, don't tell anyone. <laughs> 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 and here it was. Uh, it was the mall on Eight Mile. Oh, what mall uh -huh. was it? North, North Northland. Northland. Yep. Yeah. I remember. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. We discovered that uh, that wasn't a big concert. People didn't go there to buy tickets. <laughs> no. So that was a nice Bunch secret to know. shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you must have had great uh, album radio backing at that time because without you know the Beatles had five hits in the top five when when they sold out Shea Stadium. You guys must have been tearing it up on album rock, I'm yes, assuming. Absolutely. And at this time, you guys, it was switching over from AM to FM. And when FM first came on the scene, all the jocks would just play what they wanted to. No commercials. Think of that. No. Oh, boy. <laughs> Those are good old days. Yeah. I missed all that. And, <laughs> and, and you could request... And these guys were glad to play whatever it had. I mean, you know, whatever you wanted. And I got so many people that have thanked me over the years for I'm your captain, because if they had to take a dump, if they had to, <laughs> they needed to eat a sandwich, get a coffee, they could all done during that song. <laughs> well, well, I'm your captain. Uh, I mean, it's not the biggest grand funk hit, but I always thought it was the best grand funk song. It was just too long to be a single, but but it was like it, at uh, Shea Stadium, for example. Was that the encore? Was it the cl show closer? Where where was that in the in the set? That was the encore. Okay, there's a great video, by the way, on YouTube of. They're kind of building the stage at Shea Stadium. People are showing up, and then they show you going into "I'm Your Captain," and it's just just fantastic. And that place, wow! Did that building explode? Wow! Yeah, it, the the thing was physically flexing. You know, the bleachers they were bouncing wow. to the music, and we thought, "Oh man, this thing's going to come down." I mean, seriously, <laughs> it God. was flexing, and uh, and of course the base was set up, or the uh, stage was set up at second base which was the focal point of that semicircle. The, you know, the Shea Stadium was like a half circle. And all of those voices came to second base, and I'm standing there singing. I'm getting closer to my home. And the, the audience is killing me with volume. I mean, it's just telling you about it. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, we've got the video on right here. There you go with the boy, your hair is really long. Wow, and look there's at you. the shirtless Mark Farner that yeah. Homer Simpson was talking about. What's good? What's up? Are you allergic to shirts? <laughs> well, you know what happened at that first Atlanta Pop Festival? You guys, I had my $50. I mean, 50 bucks back then was a lot of money. I had a $50 Paisley print see through. Shirt, <laughs> hot. <laughs> when it got hot and I was sweating, this thing was like having glue and and uh, wax paper stuck to. You know, it just just was restricting me. And as the audience is calling us back out, and we're fixing to go into land of a thousand dances. This was our this one of our things that we threw in for uh, an encore. 
because we didn't have, we ran out of songs. You know, we did ours. <laughs> Amen. And we, and we were a cover band. We did a lot of cover songs. That's you know, a great we, song. Uh, Wilson Pickett style. Yeah. yeah. And so when I'm out there and I'm just getting with it and I'm dancing <laughs> and I'm back and forth across the stage. And it just, I was so restricted. I said, you know, screw this. Even it's a $50 shirt. I got rid of it. I mean, yeah. now. And the audience went, yay! <laughs> and you're wearing leather pants, red leather pants. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Tight. Is that red leather? Tight red leather pants. Oh, yes. <laughs> How about that? Now, the audience loved it. I mean, they, they loved that. So I learned from that first performance uh, that it didn't matter. They they liked me shirtless. And so oh, I yeah. would go on with a vest and, and, you know, matching whatever I had fringe pants or leather pants, but I'd go on with a vest. And by the second song, the vest was gone. <laughs> <laughs> Look at those red leather pants, man. It's like a, a foreshadowing the romantics. And lover boy. Only you and, did oh, it better. You wore it much better, Mark. The roman uh, We'll go with the romantics on that one. Another Detroit band. It's a great band. Um, so anyway, if, when you played Chase Stadium, were you a three-piece, or did, was was someone playing with you that night quietly? Three-piece. Ah, that's incredible. Wow. Yeah. So three-piece. Yeah. Did, did you like Grand Funk better as a three-piece, or because you added a piece later? <laughs> I did. I. It was my vote was not to add the keyboard. Mm -hmm. I. Uh, I, I just thought, you know, why add another? But I did not figure it out until later on that Brewer wanted to write more music. And he was, you know, when we would write together, it would be like, I'm coming up with a groove. I'm in rehearsal. I'm, I'm playing. I'm always playing. You know, I'm noodling on that damn thing. And he would say, hey, have you got words to that yet? And I go, No. Uh, like shining on, uh, or uh, the, the one that the Frankie Valley uh, and then they uh, they sued us. It was a walk like a man. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but in the in the court, I mean, in the depositions, the guy kept saying, referring to the lyrics, and I said, I didn't write the lyrics. I wrote the music, and that, the music had nothing to do in similarity with Walk Like a Man by the Four Seasons. Oh. So. Uh, Anyway, but I still had to pay half that attorney fee. Uh, oh, ouch. Was that, now, was that, how much was that, was that a big suit? Because uh, it wasn't like it was one of your biggest songs. Or was it just the album was big? Yeah, and and it was like 50 grand, but 50 grand. Hell yeah, <laughs> 50 grand's a lot of money. Well, um, will you be a three-piece on May the 12th at District 142 in Wyandotte? How many pieces are you now? Four. Four pieces. Nice. Four pieces. Okay. But when we do a three-piece, one of the three-piece, original three-piece, Grand Funk songs, the keyboard player exits stage left. <laughs> He's not even allowed to stand there. No. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen District 142, by the way? It's a new place. I, I have not. I've heard people, uh, you know, remarking about it, that like it's a place that rocks, and I can't wait to get there. Guys. Yeah. It looks really cool. I, I haven't room. been there either, but Trudy's yeah. been there. Yeah, it's a beautiful stage. It's really roomy and cool and industrial and modern and uh, yeah, and old and historical at the same time. So you'll love it. It's great. What, what did that yeah. building used to be? I don't know. It's just some old, you know, 
Well, it's cool. They've, they've got the <laughs> they've got the, the railings in the upper deck, and people yeah. just standing at the railings, yeah. and it just looks like a real rocking house. Yeah. It's it's yeah. great. So that'll be cool. Um, <laughs> I noticed that uh, you toured with with uh, Ringo's All Star Band, one of the early All Star Bands with Ringo and Billy Preston and Randy Bachman and John Entwistle, which that's a that's a really pretty outstanding All Star Band. There's Zach Starkey, Felix Cavallari. Did uh, did you and Ringo talk about Shea Stadium? Oh yes. <laughs> I, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't going to let the opportunity go by, you guys. Hell no. <laughs> No, it was a totally different audience, though. You guys really had that. You had really appealed to that sort of cu- counterculture, and the Beatles were so young then, and it was such a female, you know, screaming audience. It was it was a different thing entirely. Absolutely, and we had the benefit of having a real PA system. Those guys played through the PA system that was, you know, the announcements came over on little speakers like this. Oh God! This. Just like a PA system, like a real. Oh, that's ter- like a high school PA system. Oh, that's, that's terrible. Oh, that's <laughs> that's yeah. incredible. Yeah, that is actually. Um, how was the All Star Band, by the way? Because that's an incredible lineup. Oh, it was wonderful to play with those guys. And you know, like Randy Bachman would, uh, he'd show me. You got the guy that played the chord on that song, and you're like, you got your version of it. But Randy came over and said, Farner, you got to play a power G there." And I said. Well, <laughs> Will you show me what that is? <laughs> Hell yeah. And I'm, oh man, thank you so much. And I'm using that power G today. What song? Um, on a lot of songs. I got <laughs> one coming out that's called Same Game. Uh, Mark Slaughter and myself are working together. He's producing me. And uh, this time of the COVID BS, uh, <laughs> Gave me an opportunity to write some music, and I just wrote one uh, two weeks ago that we started working on called We Didn't Elect You. It's a great song. It rocks. And Excellent. nails some people's asses. <laughs> uh, tickets are on sale for the show, and will you be playing the hits? Yes. Oh, yes. Of course. Constantly, yes. Just and so people know. Be, you know, we'll be playing some of the, the three-piece stuff. That people really, I mean, the first live album, Grand Funk Live, uh, people say that's the best live album. And that's the best album that Grand Funk ever put out. And I think because of the energy and the songs, they just love to to have that raw, rocking, loud, in your face, make you dance, make you want to get up and move. <laughs> so we're giving it to them. Yeah, well, you're quite a dancer on stage. I saw you at Pine Knob and it was... It was pretty enlightening. I never seen you just funk out like you did. But it's in the it's in the name of the band. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate that, and and it's encouraging because I think uh, more men need to be dancing. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, Drew. Huh. I, don't know, I have to think about that. Start feeling the music, Drew. <laughs> well, um, we'll see you on May the twelfth. In Wyandotte at District 142, Mark Farner, thanks so much for your time. It's great to talk to you, as always. Thank you. Now, wait a minute. Which one is Drew? I'm Drew. Oh, and that's Mike? No, Mike Mike is no longer with us, but we still keep the name of the show. Trudy's oh. here. Jim is there. Brandon Trudy. is there. Yeah. Trudy. All right. Yeah. God oh, bless you. I had a Trudy. Bless you, too, Mark. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's 
good talking to you. If I don't see you in the future, I'll see you in the pasture. <laughs> <laughs> I bet we'll see you on Zoom. <laughs> Thanks, All Mark. Right. Bye, buddy. See you, Mark. Great talking to you. <laughs> this is the best Art. Grand Funk song, I think. Yeah. I, I was looking at Shea Stadium. I'm like, this is the only big song I know that Grand Funk had out at that time. But yeah. they were a touring phenomenon. People loved them live. I know. They just ignited like dynamite. I, yeah, they really did. Cool. I wanted to bring something up, but I have a little PTSD from Dave Mason. <laughs> what did you want to ask him? Well, just the fact that he mentioned uh, that Captain song, right? I'm your captain. I would have said that and fucked up, but... <laughs> He said that was the the encore. That was the encore from '97. He actually the encore in '71, according to Setlist FM, was "Gimme Shelter." Oh. You're probably right. No, I I would go with Setlist FM. It's a good thing he didn't ask. Was yeah, but he yelled at like Dave Mason. I didn't want to go there. Was it the, was uh, "I'm Your Captain" the last song in the set? No, "I'm Your Captain" was number four in '71. Wow, <laughs> that's pretty funny. But in '97, it was the last song in the set. Huh. Well, I gotta tell you, I I look back at. I look back at concerts that I went to that I remember really well, and yeah. I'm like, wait, I don't yep. remember that. <laughs> I know. You know. They played that. Yeah. And then I realize that, oh, I just found that song after that concert. I wasn't really aware of it when I went, so mm. I didn't even know I was seeing this song. I love live. It was probably a bathroom <laughs> song to me at the time. That's no, weird. I didn't even know really? that existed. <laughs> yeah, I, wow. I wish I could think of an example, but uh, it's funny how that is. Mm. There was one, you were at that uh, City of Brotherly Love, the Oasis, and... Yes. Or not City of Brotherly, Tour of Brotherly Love. Oasis I at, with... Um, Black Crows. Black Crows, yeah. Uh, and I saw, I, I looked at that on Setlist FM recently. Like, I remember that show, I remember things beforehand and after uh, afterwards, but I looked at the, at the set list and was like... I don't remember any of these songs. Do you remember any of the Lady Gaga songs when you went to the no. concert? Yeah, dude, poker face. But they did I Am the Walrus was the chorus. I don't remember them doing I Am the Walrus. Or yeah, they, they used to play that a lot as an encore. You know what's funny about that show was they were switching off as headliners. Right. And when we went to see the show at Pine Knob, they were opening. Exactly. Okay, I thought I remembered that correctly. And I was so <laughs> bummed because I, I love the Black Crows, but I really wanted Oasis to play more than the Black Crows. So. 100%. And I wasn't really ready. I think I had to rush to my seat to catch the, you know, get there by the middle of the first song because I just didn't know. I, I assumed they were closing and they weren't. But what, what was the set list that set day? Set list was Go Let It Out, which was off the new album right. at the time. Standing um, on the shoulders of giants. No, it wasn't that one. No? Uh, what's the other one? Uh, but Columbia, uh, Morning Glory, mm. Fade Away. I love Columbia, too. That's an early one. I don't know that song that well. Acquiesce. Great song. Yes. Gas Panic. That's on Standing on the Shoulders of Giants. Uh-huh. Cigarettes and Alcohol. Which is a good one. Oh, and with a, with a whole lot of love outro. Who cares? Really? I don't remember that. Yeah. I do not remember that. Step Out and Slide Away. I like Slide Away, but I didn't remember that or Step no Out. No one gives a shit. Champagne Supernova. <laughs> don't Look Back in Anger. I am the Walrus. Well, Shut up. So, wait, did you did you just say that they did not play Wonderwall? <laughs> did not play one according what to Setlist FM. Hey, okay, what Jim, what album is Go Let It Out on? Uh, I'm going to find out. It's okay. is it the Clock <laughs> one? Um I'm fearing there may have been an incorrect correction. I don't that think was the so. Most boring list I ever Fuck. Heard, Fuck. It was an incorrect correction. Oh, God oh, damn it. It's on again. Oh, man. Fuck. Incorrect corrections are painful. They I really are. I know that album. Like, Wait it's, to bring the show down. It starts. 
Oh god, he was just I'm getting up. piled on. He has his bo- well, it's it's just so I didn't remember that being on that album. <laughs> I think I always it's skip the, it. It's the first song. The first song is in the bushes or whatever. Oh, fucking in the bushes. Right. And then, I was um, gonna say it's not the first song, but I was afraid to say it. <laughs> it's the second song, and then yes. uh, the third song is my favorite song on the record. I can't think of the name of it though. Uh, Who feels love? Who feels love? Yep. God, it's a great. And then there's Oasis a, track. A couple really good uh, Lowell or Lowell Noel songs on there. Amen. Um, Sunday morning call. Boring. No, it's not boring. Shut the fuck up. Bob. You're boring. You Wait sing. until you hear the motor line. Tim, you're going to get pounded. Oh, I know it. All the people on Twitter are all Team Hawk. Fuck you. All right. Well, just to change the subject and put Trudy in the incorrect correction category. Yes. Oh, no. Uh, somebody said, I saw Bob Dylan and Mark Knopfler at the Fox Theater in 2012. Oh. They toured quite they a bit. They did tour together. Knopfler was really? touring. My aunt used to go to those shows a lot. Your She'd- aunt? Dylan. Yeah. yeah Dylan? I, I knew they did back in the day, but this. This guy saw him in 20. I thought they did. I didn't look it up because I didn't uh, really want to nail you with an incorrect correction. I banged your aunt, Jim. <laughs> I, I, My mom's sister. I think I may have lost some time there or something. I, I would have gone to see Mark Knopfler. If, with Dylan? I, yeah, at 2012. I mean, what was I doing? I know then? that's. I, just, yeah, like, I, I was surprised that Mark Knopfler was here in 2012. I just don't remember him coming around in, recently. But yeah. Yes. And then, um, you know, I had another interesting. Okay, there was a tweet which I responded to yesterday about, oh, you talk about Bud Light every day. Not all you talk about is Bud Light. That would be the worst. But just sort of suggesting that I'm going out of my way to talk about Bud Light. It's a pretty big story. It is a bit. No, I think it's a huge story. And call me nuts, but I, I feel like, first of all, it's being ignored. It's not, for example, I watch, I try to watch all the morning news to some degree, at least the open where they tease all the stories. Yeah. Nobody is talking about Bud Light. Really? Now, I don't know about the evening network news. They probably, I would think somebody would be, but it's not a big, the, the media for some reason just is not cool with this story. Probably because. Oh. Advertiser. It, an advertiser. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. But also because a, a trans person has mm-hmm. caused a problem, oh. has yeah. caused a product to lose business. And that's not really in the sort of the woke media. It's not, Narrative. It really doesn't fit their narrative. Um, and that's okay. I don't care. But it doesn't mean I'm going to just say it isn't a story because it is a story. And in fact, I got another uh, message from someone who sent me a conversation. It's very brief. Um, let's see. He's talking to his brother, I believe, and he's asking about Budweiser sales update from the store, which is up north. Interested in hearing firsthand how sales are impacted at your store. And then he mentions that some executives, I, I don't know what he's talking about, but there's something going on, something really heavy going on with the distributorship. He says, uh, Bud product sales have all but stopped. Oh. And then uh, we always order all, minimum. All Bud products? All or Bud, Bud Light? stopped. This he is up says north? Bud. You said? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, that we, makes sense. We always order a minimum of 30 each week. Twice now, we've ordered zero. On average, we're ordering oh. 10 max per week. And then the response is unbelievable. I mean, these guys, and he, he had a, uh, a letter, a note before that, where he just said that you have no idea. He said, you know, the email that you had the other day, the driver, you know, that was... I understood what he was saying completely, but he said, I don't even think that really told the story. Some people are really, really concerned about, well, their jobs, naturally. I mean, when you see your Fuck business just light. go, Whoosh. so I, I don't know. And I, I think it's a big story, too, because I think it has a lot to say about 
what advertising has been trying to do to us for the last couple of years, which is tell us what to think. Virtue signal, virtue signal, virtue signal. And I think a lot of people are really kind of roll their eyes at a lot of this stuff. And for some reason, this one just like all all of the anger is just pouring into Budweiser. Nausea. It's and something that they can do. It's something that somebody who's upset with that program can they can plus, make the decision. You know what? I'm not going to get that beer again. Plus, you're screwing with beer. You know. I mean, yeah. beer is so intrinsic to our. You know, I mean, it's it's the it thing a, that we do when we're happy and having a good time. It was a really or when bad. we're sad. <laughs> it's a really bad. It's cause really of and solution to all of life's problems. It's a really bad idea. <laughs> but true. My beer cold, my TV loud, and my homosexuals flaming. <laughs> even, even if if Bud Light was trying to tell us that guns were great, it would nauseate me because I'm like, you don't really believe that. Like, what? A, Fuck what Bud Light. Don't talk about that. Talk about someone getting drunk or yeah, a they'll, frat they'll never Stay tell in your us. Lane, you they know? will never tell us guns. Are great because they wouldn't go that far, but they will tell us that partying is fun and that guys like to party and guys like football. Hell yeah! Um, I, I got a question though. How long does beer stay fresh? Like, can they just put I'll it drink in the back it whenever? Room? Yeah, no, it'll get skunky <laughs> after a bit. It depends on if it's like fluctuating between heat and cold. If what if they keep it cold? Can they just keep it in the back room until this blows over? Or they I don't know. Pretty much screwed. I'm not sure. They could probably sell it to Marcus every. <laughs> Marcus used to always come over, and, and I was like, I don't know if you want them beers, man. They're kind of skunky. And he's like, I'll take them. <laughs> that's take a, that's an interesting question because, you know, you have to wonder, are the breweries slowing down, or are they just still cranking it out? Don't they just and... put it in a different can and call it something else? I mean... It's, no, I don't no, think that's that. There's no. that distinct water Can flavor. Can you tell the taste? <laughs> yes. Well, they own Coors, too, so can't they just, you know... No, Canada's no, they course. can't do that. No, no, that I mean, I I feel like shows they, how much I know, Bob. They've got to respond, don't they? Need to say something more. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the latest is that they're going to be spending heavily on marketing. They're just going to do a huge marketing blitz this summer after just to kind of turn things around. That's their hope. Yeah. Mm. You know what? And, and if there's a natural disaster, they can send water again. You know, like remember how that was really good for their. Oh yeah, they could do something nice. That yeah, well, they, yeah. they're in a position. Something that altruistic. They, they need something like that to come up. But do you think they'll maybe they'll create some sort of catastrophe <laughs> so they can be the hero? <laughs> if the city of St. Louis catches on fire, isn't that where Anheuser Busch's yeah. headquarters? Yeah, yeah. If the city Plus. of St. Louis catches on fire and they help put it out. I'll yeah, be very with, suspicious. With cans of Bud Light. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Well, I mean. I do feel uh, it really did hit home, though, when when he said 99 percent of us think it's the dumbest fucking thing. And we would have never suggested such a such an ad run. Uh, And yet they're suffering because one uh, this one girl. One idiot, (laughs) one idiot. Takes. To, I mean, that's incredible. It's, well, that's why guy, it's such so. an incredible story. She's ruining it for all of us. Yeah, she stupid um, bitch. I know. I wonder. <laughs> I mean, and honestly, she didn't do anything that deserved this. I, I really Nobody think knows she, who the hell he is or she. Although they put he, but probably that's a little disguise. That means it's she. <laughs> I think she is paying for sins yeah. of other people too. I mean, I think there's a bit of a pile on going on. But yeah. the thing that bothered me was she's so cocky on that podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, I know what I'm doing and nobody else does. And these fratty, out-of-touch people. I mean, it's the number one beer in the, in the United States. 
to call them out of touch and fratty, I think right. that's a little disrespectful. Yeah, those fratty guys are your customers. <laughs> yeah, and those fratty guys uh, that were marketing who made them the number one beer, I think they deserved a little respect, maybe just a little. Anyway. We're waiting on Maz. He did have a 5.30 today. However, he's not answering his phone. So, <laughs> Well, in the meantime, there's NordVPN. Oh, that yes. is the service that you want to get if you want to... Um, I don't know. You need protection against bandwidth throttling from Internet service providers. Um, People trying to slow down your Internet so that you'll subscribe and upgrade. Or if you want to switch your country IP address to get Netflix, Disney, um, all those other streaming services in other countries, including YouTube Premium, for cheaper than it is right here in the U.S. Unparalleled browsing security and protection from hacking of your personal data. You can uh, grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash dams or use the code dams to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. And uh, now every purchase, every two-year plan will receive four bonus months um, on top of all of that. So sweet deal. And, of course, there's Christina Gennari with spring and the market heating up a little bit for real estate. It's been kind of crazy for the past couple of years, but Christina's been killing it for 20 years. She's seen all the ups and downs, and she and her team are ready to help you find the home of your dream. So it's time to move. Go with the obvious choice. Christina Gennari. Go to soldchristina.com. And she has a real estate class for people, for newbies, first-time home buyers. Uh, it's coming up. I think we should um, yeah, write it down somewhere <laughs> at some point. I agree. Um but not today. And um, you could also check out the many ways that Dr. Rocha's office can sculpt you into a hotter you. Breast augmentation. And now with the Spring Forward specials, breast augmentation or breast lifts are 550 off. Also deals on lipo. Buy one, get one area of lipo. Uh, also Virtue treatments and Evolve. You can get six Evolve, six Virtue treatments on special now. Botox, a way to relax your deep frown lines in your forehead. Check it all out. Anything that you're seeing that you don't like that you need to get fixed, they can do it. You know, most likely because they've got a lot of ways to help people look better. Uh, so fa- figure it out. Call them 248-338-1110. They can help too. It's Mass Day, bitches! Whoa! It's Mass Day, bitches! It's Mass Day! It's Mass Day! Put you on too. It's, uh, it's Redemption Day for Tom Mazzoy. Oh, you had a party. You pot him down a little bit hey, until he's paying attention. Did, Ryan, did Ryan Armani know that he was on Jimmy Kimmel, the broadcaster? I think he does. I sent it to Brandon. Um, yeah, but Ryan. Well, Ryan was aware of of all of it, but I don't know if yeah, I'm sure he knows he was on Kimmel by now. Yeah, In fact, for we should, sure. We'll play that. Oh my God, the look on his face. Wow, Maz. The fuck is he? Hey, Ryan. What's up, there, Drew? Maz, where are you? I'm at Hyde Park oh. in uh, Birmingham. Eat some snake. Oh, my God. Maz is getting all banged up at the bar here. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what What's going on at the bar, uh, Ryan? Oh, we're just getting all looped up before the NFL draft show. <laughs> all right. Um, this is, I think we should have a, a brief redemption moment for, uh, for the draft from last week. That mock draft seemed a little off. What do you guys think is going to happen tonight? A week has passed. That's like two years passing in pre-draft time. And, and mock drafts. And remember, too. whatever you say right now, the people already know the answer, so don't get it wrong. <laughs> what, what's so Ryan, cha- what's going to happen, Miss? Okay. 
What's going to happen, Maz? <laughs> the Lions are going to take the Lions are going to get suckered into taking a a cornerback. Devin Witherspoon is going to be their pick. Tyree really? Wilson. It's going to be Tyree Wilson. Um, Brian, are you on the on board with the cornerbacks, from Illinois? Uh, I am. I, I actually think that's going to happen. I'm not on board with it. I think they should take Bijan Robinson. And um, you know, a lot of people don't believe that should be the case, but I, I, I think Tyree Wilson would be off my board. If I hear Tyree Wilson one more time, I might flip. <laughs> Bijan Robinson one more time, I might flip. <laughs> I got to tell you, I've seen Bijan well, Robinson what, what play. What do you like about Bijan? Bijan Robinson what is. What don't a, you like about Bijan? He's a I, running back at six. I, I love him. I don't know if I love him at six, but I just think he's a, he's a guy that I don't think the whoever drafts him is going to regret it. And I could be way wrong, but he's incredible. Right. So if we don't take him, and the Atlanta Falcons take him two picks later, that going to still make you happy. If we don't take B, I, 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 would, I don't expect the Lions to take B. John Robinson at six under any circumstances. And, and I, like like uh, Brandon said, everybody's going to know what happened by the time they hear this. Yes. So I really don't want to commit to anything. <laughs> what, so what by happens? Way, Drew? Yes. Drew. Yes. I got to say, uh, the, ma- the manager of Hyde Park is Brandon Bilsky. He's a huge fan. Good. He came over to me. I'm sitting with Braylon Edwards. And Ryan Armani, he comes over to me, and he's like, "Man, I love the two quarterbacks first round draft picks. <laughs> two quarterbacks. So, oh, that's so great. I just second that. I just second that. This guy comes over, and he wants to talk to Mad. Something ruined myself. I'm like, oh. I, I was stunned. I was left in. Total stun violence. <laughs> Ryan, explain what that happened. Fantastic. Explain what viewers of Jimmy Kimmel saw last night. Uh, they saw me laughing because one of the uh, microphones was open, uh, and there was uh, somebody in the bathroom. Oh my god! Going potty. <laughs> oh really? And yes. It was like who a, was it? Who was it? It was, it was a. T- I, I'm not at liberty. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I who, don't know. Whose mic was I, still on them? I don't them. know who it was. Male or female? They're, they're, <laughs> well, we have, to, we have to at least pretend it was a male, even if it wasn't. Because we wouldn't do that no, to a female. It was, it was, it was Kevra. It was Kevra. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, for, it those, was for those who haven't seen it or heard it, it, was, it was number one. It wasn't number two. Yeah, no, we didn't no, hear any yeah, deuce dropping. See, now this is the problem with oh, everything being, uh, you know, no humans involved. Everything's computerized, you know? <laughs> so right. so the, it's not Kevin's fault. I mean, the microphone was left open, and uh, it was a computer error. Computer <laughs> error. Is, is, there, is there a way to turn off your mic, though? Does it have a switch on it where you can turn it off? We are not supposed to turn our microphones off. Really? really? Wow. Yeah, we we do have uh, we do have. Uh, I mean, how many times people do? I do it all the time. How many times have you seen me on the on the television without my microphone on, and then people start yelling at you and all that stuff? They don't like that when your microphone's not on. No, that's a big problem. Watching your face while you hear that and trying to concentrate on what you were saying was amazing. That was so much fun. I mean, Trudy, I I was um, I could not believe. I could not believe what was happening. I was a little 
like I heard it right away. Right. And then I was thinking to myself, because in the commercial break before, in the commercial yeah. break before that, I went to the bathroom. <laughs> and for whatever reason, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, is this, is this shit on tape delay? <laughs> oh, you thought it was you? <laughs> I was showing that video in the newsroom today. Yeah, there it was, was so funny. There was a, a series I mean, of controlled. So there was a series of controlled emotions happening too, because I I could see you were thinking, <laughs> oh, what the hell is that? And then and then you started like at the last part cracking up, and so did who is your co-host? Oh, Brandon Hudson. His yeah. reaction was classic too. <laughs> if you watched it, if you watched that right away, if you watched that back, mm-hmm. I mean, this guy. His his little like inquisitive, uh, his inquisitive look, um, yeah, totally. Uh, he's like, "What is that? What is happening?" Yes. So it was really, it really I, I don't think he was in on what was going on as quickly as you are for whatever reason. But uh, anyway, what I, I'm wondering, I've never been on Jimmy Kimmel before. How big does your phone blow up when you were on Jimmy Kimmel for something like that? You know, it, it, there was honestly there was like probably six or seven tweets about it um, and one text message. I don't think, I, I don't know how, I don't know how many people watch that show, but uh, I got like six or seven tweets and, and one text message. I'm shocked. I mean, that blows my mind. I would think, cool you know, it's cool as hell. It was funny as hell, but people don't watch late night TV like, like they used to. It's just not. Absolutely not. I, I wonder how long the structure will even stand up the way it does stand up because, you know, sometimes that show does less than a million a night, which seems, ama- I mean, that's mind blowing to me. I mean, I think if you're a national television program too, and you can't get a million viewers, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. That's, that's pretty bad. But isn't it? I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel that way. I was reading about that though. They count it differently because it's, it's how many people are viewing it and then how many people view clips and all of that counts toward your ratings eventually. But it yeah. looks That's like there true. are fewer you know, I than... Did because so, somebody did send me the clip on YouTube this morning and it had like 655,000 <laughs> views yeah, on YouTube right. earlier, yeah. like it, it you know, 4.30 in the morning, which I thought was pretty darn Yeah, that's good. a lot. Yeah. That's big. You know? That's cool. Um, we'll look at the clip. Uh, actually, Brandon, do you want to play the clip while Ryan's here? Absolutely. Let's take a look. <laughs> Hell yeah. Here we go. Ryan's at the anchor desk. With Brandon. The cost is a thousand bucks. Well, not since Napster have we seen a controversial debate over music like we're seeing in computer-generated songs. Yes, we are talking about tunes that are crafted by artificial intelligence and featuring likenesses of artists like Drake and Rihanna. And the AI is forcing music labels to question what's legal. Everybody knew what was going on. (laughs) Ryan lost the battle to keep a straight face sooner. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Fingers started tapping oh. like, oh, boy. Yeah, but you guys are pros. Yeah, he didn't lose it. Yeah, it was his professional. I mean, legit, legit the worst nightmare. There's two <laughs> nightmares that, uh, that every uh, television personality has when you wear a microphone. One is going to the bathroom. Two is swearing. <laughs> and <laughs> that, was, that was it. 
That was it. And nothing came of it. I mean, it's not like the FCC is investigating or anything, right? How could they do that? Well, it's extricatory. Well, apparently I heard there was a microphone open recently after that, and there was somebody, I don't know who it was, there was somebody that was at the water machine. You know, we have those filtered water machines, (laughs) and you, like, press the button, and it sounded like that, too. So we thought somebody else was going to get caught uh, in the bathroom, but it was... Uh, getting water. <laughs> hey, there's also farting on the set. I mean, that's that should be a nightmare. It's hap- That's happened. I mean, Whoopi Goldberg just what a fight. Oh, no, fart. Fart. She farted. Oh, farting. Oh man. Oh many God. times. I mean, who hasn't done that? Who hasn't done that? <laughs> but depending on how loud it is, like we've heard them on the golf course, professional golfers farting, and I mean, Tiger Woods. That was awesome. Oh, Whoopi Goldberg has about. one a month. Yeah, Whoopi does seem. She's to be, she's very open one- about it. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the classic farts of all time is Shepard Smith on Fox News Channel, and he just goes, whoops. <laughs> I don't think oh, I've ever seen that. That's awesome. Friends. Oh, you got it. Google, Google Shepard Smith farts. We got or YouTube it. Shepard Smith farts. Brandon's oh all God. over it. Here it we go. It's so funny. It's a bad word, but it just wasn't oh, appropriate. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> wow. I got to go, Skin. It's good to see <laughs> you. Oops. Good thing you're not kidding <laughs> <laughs> and he's in front of that really hot babe. Wow. It just stunk. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, um, That's so Roger Goodell's wife, by the way. Oh, what? Oh, is that right? Really? Yeah, Ooh. Jane Skinner. No kidding. Um, hey, Ryan, did you Look see that? Did, uh, useless knowledge. Is, uh, is Maz no longer with us? So I don't know. I walked I'm out here. on Maz. Oh, we walked out on Mass. He's sitting I'm here, there. guys. I'm just eating my steak, listening to you uh, interview. Oh, how dare you? Hey, how's the draft party over there? You guys expecting a good crowd? Oh, yeah. I think we are. I hope so. Yeah. Hell yeah. What time? Fifth what? Avenue, Royal Oak. It'll what? be over by the time you hear this. What t- Come on down. <laughs> what time does the broadcast start? <laughs> 7.30. 7.30. Okay, so you guys are just putzing around until the party starts. Moving up. Yeah, we went to get. <laughs> I'm already back at Woodward Sports. We left Maz. He's at Hyde Park at the bar still. We paid. Really? Braylon and I paid the bill and walked back to Woodward Sports. Maz is still sitting at the bar by himself. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I turned around and there was no one left. Oh, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> All right, well, Ryan, well, we'll- it's so friggin' loud. It's so friggin' loud in there. I yeah. don't know how I was gonna hear you. Yeah. yeah, it was it was pretty loud. Um, how was the party last year? Did you guys get a great crowd for that for draft day? We were yeah, downtown was last year. Yeah. Was that good? No? Go ahead, Ryan. <laughs> no, go ahead, Maz. Maz? It was great no, last no, year. You go, this Maz. year. This year is even going to be better. It's a bigger place. It's uh, it's the place to be, and that's where we're going to be. Yeah, no, I, I would think that the draft would draw a big crowd, but you guys were so quiet there. I assumed last year was, was not memorable for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, we we were at the Brass Rail downtown last year. It was it was really it was a fun thing. It was just a smaller venue, Mm. as Matt said. So uh, full, full. We didn't know what the hell we were doing last year. I know. Well, that's why I think a smaller venue when you're just testing something out is better because it always looks crowded in a smaller venue. So it's not to not to worry. Exactly. Hey, what did you guys think of the ESPN reporter that was fired for calling the other reporter a fucking cunt uh, when she got? I just watched that video. I just saw that video. It was. I, I'm I'm for the Spanish reporter. I didn't like the girl that cut her off. Plus, 
she's related to an ESPN guy. So I know. She, had, she thought she had. She thought her shit didn't stink. That, well, that may be, maybe that's why she got fired. Although I've heard that uh, what's her name, Marley. Marley Rivera. Marley Rivera. Marley Rivera. Marley Rivera. It sounds like... I don't even know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> um, very good. Okay, let me explain, because a lot of people don't know what I'm talking about. Marley Rivera was supposed to interview David Judge. And, Aaron uh, Judge. Aaron Judge. And a reporter was uh, was in town, and I think she works as a translator for someone, and she just apparently butted in line and got some audio yep. from David Judge. when Aaron the, Judge. <laughs> Why do I keep calling David Judge for crying out loud? I think you want to call him David Justice. Uh, anyway, so so Marley was furious, and she she gave her some shit, and the girl answered in English. She's like, are you okay? And she goes, oh, so you speak English now. Oh. And then she brushed by her and said, you fucking cunt. And it was on oh video. Yeah. And Marley apparently has gotten into quite a few squabbles with other people. I, I, it sounds like she has a bad reputation for being kind of a bitch. She called another reporter a white bitch. And there was an investigation over all of this. And it just sounds like she's kind of nasty. And she was blown out of ESPN. You want to hear it? Takes one to know let's, one. Let's listen to it. Let's, let's hear it real yeah, quick. Yeah, you can't be a jerk anymore. You can't no. be a jerk in the business. <laughs> A little bit of Espanol going back. Oh, what a fucking cunt. Oh, right in the camera. Look at that. Yeah, wow, and the, nice the, reaction. The girl that was called a fucking cunt is absolutely shocked, and she turns to the cameraman and said, you got it, right? Yeah. Which made me like yeah. her less, because I'm like, oh, so she can't wait to tattle on this girl. That's her first Correct. thought, is I yeah. can't wait to tell on her. her. Wait, is she the butter, the, the, the FC? She's she, butting in. She's the butt in. Butt yeah, in she's feet. the one that butted in, oh. and doesn't, and she's, she's going to tell on her for calling her a fucking cunt for butting in. Wow, she is and a, she did. Yep. She is she's a, a fucking cunt then. She's a seat. She got her fired. They so all are. Maybe yep. she's happy. I don't know. Did David Judge hear it? <laughs> Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge, <laughs> no, Aaron Judge is the big winner in the video. I him David Judge now. <laughs> David <laughs> Judge didn't even talk to either one of them. He's like, I'm busy with the fans here. He was signing autographs. Yeah, and then at he the very end, the they're, they're waiting for him. At the very end, he sprints away. And they're like, <laughs> oh. He's just like, I'm, I'm done messing with these girls. Well, actually, Aaron Judge, while she's being called a fucking cunt, Judge is signing autographs for little kids yeah, who for get children. to hear this. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so. not... That's not cool. Seems like Marley Rivera's got a little bit of a hothead. Just can't cool it off now yeah. for a while. She can cool her jets. Yeah. Um, Ma uh, I'll ask Ryan since Ryan's here. Ryan, has Maz commented on the fact that Barry Manilow is coming to town? <laughs> I know, in August. I cannot wait. I have not heard Tom Maz. I, I would like to go see Barry Manilow. Man, who should? What? Oh, oh should. man. Date night. You've got someone to let's go with. Go. Let's take a school trip. Let's do it. Let's take a what field a trip. soft You're evening. You're a fan of low, aren't you? <laughs> that does sound like a really soft night for Woodward Sports. <laughs> Going to see Manilow. <laughs> Drew, I'll pick you up. Manilow. Oh, my gosh. Ryan, how many Manilow songs can you name? Zero. Really? Oh, no, Wait, no come like on. one. Probably one. Tell me a Barry Manilow song. You can only name Andy. one. Mandy. Oh, oh Mandy. <laughs> what about uh, <laughs> okay, that's good. Copacabana? Oh, How about Copacabana? Copa. How about okay, I write the two. songs? How about Weekend in New England? Nope. Yeah, Weekend in New I England. Got two. Okay. Two, two with some help. Uh, oh, what about? There's no. There's no wait, reason wait, to wait, see wait, this. this one. <laughs> what about Can't Smile Without You? 
No, no, no. Smile without you. I, I sang that to my daughters when they were little. Oh. Aw. Now that's kind of cute. That's so funny. I love the way Maz does, is proud to admit that he loves Barry Manilow. And he knows what's going to happen. I saw a guy at the palace. What's the guy that sings Sweet Caroline? What's his name? Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond? Yeah. Neil Diamond. <laughs> I saw oh Neil God. Diamond at the palace one time. This dude sang Sweet Caroline in the beginning of the concert, in the middle of the concert, and at the end of the concert. He sang it three he's, times. He's, he's out of ideas. <laughs> Now he's read- he knew what his audience wanted, though. I mean, he would legit sing the same song three times. I've never been to a concert where the dude sang the song more than once. I, I did see Iggy Pop played "I Want to uh, I Want to Be Your Dog" twice. He played it early in the show and he played it at the end of the show, and the crowd loved it. Actually, so oh yeah, for sure. I guess it works. But did he play "Cracklin' Rosie"? Oh, that's my song. Oh, I don't know if he. I don't know if he played that number. <laughs> All right, you guys, get, get ready for the draft, and I can't wait to see how your picks have come out. And it, I, hey, I can't Drew, wait to why watch. Why don't you come see us tonight? Why don't you come see us tonight? In in Beham? Well, let me let me see no, where we can. Wait, where? Oh, I thought you were Fifth in Avenue. Okay, oh, Fifth oh, Avenue Royal Oak. That's roll down huge. there. Oh, we got to leave early then, right. Yeah, we'll have to cut out early. <laughs> All right, guys. Okay. <laughs> I might see you in a couple hours. See ya. Bye, guys. See ya. I got to go. I want to eat my steak. Bye. <laughs> see ya. All right. <laughs> Ryan, oh, on Jimmy Kimmel last night and Tom Mazway left at the bar. I'm so jealous steak. with the steak, though. Hyde I know Park, that steak's, that's such a good place. The steak sounded really good. I would almost be glad they left so I could focus on the steak. It sounds delicious. <laughs> it does. God, I would love a steak right now. I know. Oh. I can smell it. For some reason, when they were talking, I was like, steak. I can smell steak. Mm. Starving! Trudy needs some Outback Supreme. Hey, are you a big, fat bastard who loves eating at Outback Steakhouse but thinks the portions are too small? Well, good news, fat ass, because now there's the Outback Steakhouse Extreme. We don't have a bloomin' onion. We have a bloomin' pumpkin. You know what else we got? Elephant steaks. 50-pound elephant steaks. Nice. Yeah, I wouldn't mind being called a fat ass if I had a really big steak. Yeah, that um, ESPN... I have a feeling they did not want to fire Marley Rivera because she's a big part of their, I think their baseball coverage and she's, she's bilingual. So she's bilingual. Really she's good. a real liaison to Latin American players of which there are many, but I got the feeling that it wasn't necessarily just, um, you're a cunt. It was a lot of these other things. She called, fire. she called somebody else a fake Hispanic Oh. Some other Hispanic oh. writer. And this is the wife of the MLB vice president of communications. So this is a big deal. Yeah, that she called a cunt. He's got to be pissed. Wow. Yeah, they said they did an investigation and uncovered uh, a number of, I guess she's been in a lot of skirmishes with other writers. Really? So that was that. She should put the expletives in Spanish, then no one would know, right? Well, uh, I don't think that girl would have translated for everyone because she. Say that. Spanish. I swear, she turns the camera. She's like, Something "Did you get that? <laughs> Did you get that?" Mm-hmm. She couldn't wait to tell on this chick. She got it, and I don't know. I think she was just in town. I think most. I think a lot of people would say, "Well." You know, the early bird gets the worm. She weaseled her way in and, you know, all's fair in love and war. But apparently yeah, you know, Marley Rivera doesn't think that uh, 
if you, that happens if to you her. work with a group of people, though, are you going to be like that step on other people's toes? That's just inconsiderate. Well, they're being competitive. And well, th this girl, it sounds to me like she was probably in town in a situation she normally wouldn't be in because she was translating for a player, I believe. Um, so, yeah, whatever. Whatever. Maldito anyway. Cono. Um, Maldito yeah. Cono. Supposedly it's fucking cunt in Spanish. Oh. Now we know something. Wait, what, what is it, Jim? Uh, Maldito Cono. With a tilde <laughs> over the end. That just doesn't have nearly the effect, I does it? I think it really means fucking like it. pussy, but... Yeah, those you words. don't know Spanish, you dumbass. <laughs> It's called Google. <laughs> I just Maybe remember, I took Spanish for four years, and I do remember Chinca Tu Madre is like, fuck your mother. <laughs> Speak so chinkar must be to fuck. I assume the verb chinkar. That sounds racist. Huh. <laughs> it sounds Stop racist. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's for any mother, Jim. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, so we got Maz in. That was good. Mark Farner was on time. Trudy, you're, you're one for two this week. It yeah. wasn't your fault. Yeah, that our, well. is, what what oh. have we heard from our, our fart... Our, our uh, Fartiste. Fartiste, uh, fartfluencer. Fartfluencer, um, I have kind of left her to her okay. thing. You know, let her have her space. And, you know, I wondered if it was jitters, too, so... I think it was. Yeah. I, I, oh. think, I think, honestly, she's just blowing up. Mm -hmm. And we were the first person to find her so fascinating that we just wanted to interview her on Zoom. Right. And I think she wasn't ready for that. Yeah. I'll touch base with her, <laughs> you know, like Monday or Tuesday. I think this would be a great show for her to show I up. I think on. so, too. All she has to do is fart. I know. If I she successfully farts, she'll be a big hit. I tried to, in my email to her, express how important farting is on our show. And it's been sort of the thread throughout our entire show. So that she knows that she's in good company. We respect her. You know she has 90,000 followers now? I want to say she was around 72. Yeah. No, when she's, blowing, she's blowing up. Mm -hmm. and Literally. I tell you, I laughed so hard yesterday <laughs> at oh the Efron thing. And then this morning, I played it three or four times. It's on our YouTube channel if you want to hear it again for whatever reason. I did. And uh, please subscribe when you do. Listen oh. to the listen to how the farts are like columns and there's words in between like Jim, I, I swear to God. <laughs> I, I noticed it today. I noticed it this morning that the fart is like a donut and it leaves a space for true to say Efron. <laughs> listen to it again, because a donut is something people who do production are familiar with. They leave just a little space for you to recopy before the jingle on either side. Play it. <laughs> <laughs> it was like Mike did that intentionally. It's a perfect donut. But it's like he's waiting to fart, and then as soon as the phone picks up, he lets out a little fart, and then hello, and then a bomb, and then Efren, and then another one. He knows Trudy has to say something to this guy. Or hang I up. don't know even why we were saying anything, but I love the, the way you recapped the structure of it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's physical. I can, I can see it. Oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, it is Thursday, and the boner line, after a brief hiatus oh, do we have on to? the YouTube channel, yes, we are back to the Thursday boner line, and it will stay on Thursday because it doesn't make sense on YouTube because there's no video with it, and the YouTube channel is about video. So, anyway, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please. I didn't mention it already. 20966boner. You can call that number. You can text it. You can send it pictures, all that fun stuff. Here is boner line number 278. Hey guys, happy 420 day. It was great meeting Brandon and Marcus uh, out on the, uh, well, 
I parked in. <laughs> You're so high. Hey, me again. Me again. So yeah, just wanted to say it's great meeting Brandon uh, and uh, Tom and Marcus Tom. and some dudes from the Ghostbusters, which oh obviously you can tell my review is phenomenal. Hitting like crazy. I just, my memory is just short term going on and off. 420, 420 <laughs> all the time. Hey, you guys are always looking for good beef, but I, I'm enjoying the one on your show with Bentley and uh, Hawk. Jim can suck my ass. Oh, but this Jim, is bullshit. You get the fuck over this. All the gyrating sodomy that was committed was volunteered. <laughs> All of the sodomy that was committed was volunteered. That's right. Hey, Brandon. It's Bentley. Hit the fast forward button. Oh. Fuck you, Hawk. Hey, fuck you. Calling about the April 20th episode. Okay. Juicy Lara. The Pringles can video that she was farting into magically. Somebody requested for me to fart in a Pringles can, put the lid on it, wait for an hour, and then smell it. After she farts and when she shakes it up, I think she goes to her camera and it makes a little sound. And it sounds like LT answering the phone. Just separated at birth there. <laughs> okay, I just got back from the store. What can I do? Did you hear that? Okay, I just got back from the store. What can I do for you? Oh my god. That's one of the dumbest ever, possibly ever, Jim. a long day at work. I'm on my ride home. My buddy sends me the link to Lara Juicy TV. And I've been laughing since all the way, all the way home. I think I've watched about eight of her videos already. And it's so stupid because I think I sent it to about another 20 of my friends. And I'm sure they're probably scratching their head going, where the hell did this come from? But fucking gold, boys. Fucking gold. The Chamber of Fox. Yeah, We're talking about some Governor's. boner army and if it's a small boner army. Stand so I propose that from now on you classify it by military rank and size. So you could be a boner squad. Boner platoon, boner battalion, <laughs> all the way up into a boner army. Yeah, I'm as erect as a Navy man during Fleet Week. Then this way, you know exactly how many boners are following that particular person. <laughs> and a salute, Rudy, toot tooty back to you, my friend. From what I've been told, Stinky Lily's butthole yeah. is just about as much of a mess as Hope Solo's butthole. Uh, uh, there's not much else to it. Uh, but my question is. If you had a choice between Stinky Lily and Hope Solo, whose salad would you rather toss? I got my ass eaten out by a father and a mother in Des Moines, Iowa. Eli is awesome on the show, and fuck all you haters hating on Eli. He's awesome. What up, haters? Eli's got to go. Bullshit. He is so old-fashioned, opinionated. Bullshit. He makes fun of things that are fun. He made fun of people going to opening day. Bullshit. <laughs> Enough of Eli. Get rid of him. Ugh. Stinking idiot. Slow it down. Eli's the shit. All right? <laughs> All right. Relax. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, listen to the mock draft. I can't believe that you have the lions taking. Who gives a shit? It's not a sports podcast. <laughs> Butt out. Hey, Armani, just because the guy is the only quarterback in the draft. Doesn't mean you take him in the first, second, or third round. If he sucks, he sucks. Uh, I think you suck. Hey, Drew, you just had to go and say that nothing would change with the mock draft in a week. Crap. You just had to go and say that, didn't you? Now we lost half of our receivers, so...
Great. Mother effort. Uh, is that all you guys talk about is mock drafts? Enough mock drafts. Bullshit. You guys were talking about having a how about dad off. How about dad? And you missed the best one, which is the baseball bloopers scene in the movie Naked Gun, where a player gets decapitated trying to rob a home run from going over the wall. And Mel Allen says, how about that? How about that? How about that? How about that? True. When you spill popcorn, it's pieces of popcorn, yeah. not drops. You kept saying, pick up every drop of popcorn. It's liquid. Drops are liquid. Popcorn comes in pieces. Makes your teeth go. Pop, 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 pop. Drew, there's no such thing as a drop of popcorn. It's a kernel of popcorn. The lady had to pick up the kernels of popcorn. Oh, my God. This one is so sensitive. Hey, guys, I'd love to buy a T-shirt. And possibly a sticker, but I can't figure out how. I'm trying to give you guys my money, but you don't want to take it. It's not for sale. Lila merch. When are we going to have some Lila merch? I will gladly wear that out. <laughs> now I want a t-shirt. Okay, I have a new idea for Drew to come out of his merch retirement. And this is going to be a guaranteed retirement coming out of her. You drank a lot. And that will be having a t-shirt made. On the front, it says, do you want to party hardy? We're going to party. Hardy, hardy. And Drew, I'm telling you, once you make that shirt, it's going to sold like hotcakes. <laughs> Trust me, you're going to want to do it, Drew. <laughs> Get on it. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> I have a suggestion. I drew a bike shirt with a, on the back a hashtag FPS for fuck that shit. Oh, oh yeah. I got a great merch idea. It'll bring merch back. You'll sell out of these shirts. You get one that says, bring Drew Glows back. Drew Glows. Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. A genie. <laughs> no fucking way. You know, dot, dot, dot. I got an audio separated at birth. Little Richard's backup singers and Jerry Falwell's backup singers. Can't help it. Can't help it. Okay, Jim, that one was way worse. I'm just catching up okay, on all good. the Taylor <laughs> Swift news and Brandon, I've got a request. Can we get a remix of Taylor Swift's Never Ever Ever Getting Back Together song, but using the audio from Trudy Getting Farted On by Pup Mike? Yeah, boy. American guy would ever, ever, ever. <laughs> American guy would ever, ever, ever. Oh, wish for I was aimed right at me. It's traditionally right towards your belly button. Hey, boners, I got a great idea for the podcast. Get a hold of your forensic accounting new friend and have him find the maybe guy from Donahue. Well, I don't know, you know. <laughs> and then Brandon can uh, find him and you guys can do an exclusive. Oh. Have you cracked the top 70 for the week? We would have such high ratings. I've seen girls do this. I decided to call because I was uh, just blown away. I had no idea that the cocaine, heroin, PCP guy. LSD, PCP, heroin, cocaine. What else you want to know? Was from cops. This whole time I thought that was Charlie Manson. So I guess that's an audio separated at birth. Your whole lives have become entertainment and you've lost sight of reality, man. What else you want to know? Do it. 
Get it done. Yeah, I'm calling about the Boston Marathon bombing Netflix documentary. I just want to thank Drew for not letting me enjoy it fully because <laughs> the Boston accents are so goddamn funny. I agree. I think my favorite part is the guy with the long blonde hair talking about Obama coming to talk. And he says, uh, They said President Obama was going to come to see me. He can walk in and he's like a striking figure. He goes, We're going to get these bastards. Issuing drone strike now. Yeah, we got a uh, ram trap sighting in downtown Howell. And <laughs> oh, my God. Bob Cordes keeps getting on the loudspeaker and slapping his gums. And he's got an audience that's fantastic. Don't know what the hell it's all about, but downtown Howell. Bye-bye. Wave goodbye. <laughs> Is it just me, or did Joe Biden steal Eminem's beat from 8 Mile Lose Yourself for his pitch that he's running for president again? I don't know. Sounds pretty close. And this is our moment. Every generation of Americans have faced a moment when they have to defend democracy. Hey, Google, show me photos of me and Loretta. Come on, man. You guys got the whole Bud Light gone wrong. All the lyrics you thought were weird weren't weird. You just got the lyrics wrong three times in the segment. Fuck Bud Light. Lyric police. In the fuck Bud Light song, it's not one nation under God is tight. It's one nation under God is dying. One nation under God is dying. Fuck Bud Light. Fuck Bud Light. Fuck Bud Light. Fuck Bud Light. I bought uh, six Bush Light, six Bud Light, and I love them, tall boys. <laughs> wow. Two zero nine sixty six boner. Whoa, man, um, that was chalk. Yeah, I thought one nation under God is tight. I thought they meant like it's a good thing, but they meant it's dying. Like that's a bad thing. Uh huh. Yes, I don't <laughs> yes. know. Did you hear dying? Yeah, I did once. I knew. I had no fucking. But I didn't want to like go and read the lyrics. I didn't really care. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm on. T- I'm on top. Uh, uh, on team Colonel Popcorn, by the way. Oh, Drew didn't. You didn't hear that. What's that? What happened? The, when you were talking about drops of popcorn, somebody, like three people called in and like, not drops, because drops are liquid. That's, what the, that's what the captain said, supposedly. I, he wants to clean up I every know, drop. I know, in your defense, yeah, but. <laughs> I was just quoting the captain. I know. No, it I, didn't make any sense. I had that same thought in my head with uh, those two guys did. So. It's the captain! People are so fussy, Jesus. <laughs> I know. No. Um, the uh, crazy the maybe guy from Donahue he would be oh, such a high selection maybe. if we could draft anyone from the past to find and have on the show I would say the cops lady you ain't dead mm-hmm. she'd be up there yeah. the maybe guy I think he'd be the guy I would love to talk to <laughs> oh yeah but you know who also be good is Rochelle from Oprah oh yeah yeah turn the water off I make yeah. him wear whatever I think he's gonna look the best in. Uh, but I'm trying to think. There, there've got to be a million people like that. I'm surprised we don't get. Where are these? Where, where are they now? People like well, that. Everybody always wanted this one. I'm out here because yeah. I think it's oh, a yeah. nerve change. Ruth. What? Somebody by the name of Monica Condes. <laughs> if you can't pay a fifteen dollar bill today, how you gonna pay a twenty five dollar bill next week? It's a shame. It's an insult on our people. And she needs to go. Her rhythm's incredible. You know how you find her? (laughs) It's impossible. Find out who is not paying their water bill. (laughs) I remember trying to look her up, Drew, and you're like, oh, you can't find her? I'm like, there's like 1,200 Ruth Williams in Detroit. Yeah, it's an incredibly common name. I knew 
can you imagine though if that's the water department if you know 35 years ago you went to the taping of uh you know donahue probably went to another taping of something and then fast forward 30 30 years and someone says hey uh what did you mean when you said this when's the rape you know you gotta <laughs> maybe she went in and want to lay a couple of guys and get out of hand <laughs> i don't know you know it happens do you know the story? I don't know the story. know the story. Well, then you should read the paper. I've seen girls do this. Yeah, but don't get crazy now. We're here to learn. <laughs> hey, sir, what did you mean by those comments there? <laughs> I think he was pretty clear. I'd love to he hear would him say explain. Like, he would say, I don't know, you know. It happened. <laughs> he, would be, he would be my first traffic, I think. But I got to think about it. Wait, by the way, speaking of merch, there is Ed has the maybe T-shirt he had made. Oh, he did. Maybe. maybe. Dot, dot, With dot. that guy's picture? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many people would get that. A lot. Well, our audience would Huge, get it, but yeah. I don't know how many others. Um, and the rattle trap. I just can't get over. I know people say this all the time. Oh, my God. It's, I'm so, I always fast forward you call Rob from the rattle trap. I'm just fascinated that he's still doing this. I cannot believe he is driving that stupid Trump unity bridge around. It's just amazing, isn't it? If Trump loses the primary or the general election, does he still continue no, to drive will. around? He lost the election two years ago, three years ago, <laughs> three years ago. He lost. He's still driving the rattle trap for a living. I mean, in a way, it's an amazing grift. He's selling Trump crap nonstop. And that's how he makes a living. That's how he pays for it. It's how he raises his family. Who is buying it from him instead of from somewhere else, though? <laughs> oh, I, I just don't understand. don't understand. I don't know. Is Trump stuff all over the place? I don't know. You probably can find it online. But how many places do you go where they got, oh, my God, they got all this Trump stuff? He's not president. He hasn't been for three years. Hey, it's not just that, man. It's the atmosphere. It's, it's people who are there. It's the That's music right. blaring. I, it's the I never collegiality. Hear, I never hear about a lot of people being there, though. No, it always sounds like there's a few people, but yeah, not a lot stragglers. of people. Stragglers. Yeah, the music's blasting, Trudy. This this music. He's got the new PA system, so he's got to wail the music. <laughs> the axle's broken on something, but he's got that new PA system. <laughs> Some of these people who are mixed up in the political world now, it's so strange. People used to be so cautious about anyone who was sort of near the top. And now you've got these Mike Lindells and the Rattletrap guy and Marjorie Trailer Green and George Santos. And what, what has happened? It's just so weird, isn't it? I mean, it makes money or clicks. Pretty much, right? Isn't isn't that what drives it? Yeah, but but people in power did not want people who even remotely weird being any Mag part of them whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, Mike Lindell's really the strange. He's talking to Trump on June sixth. He's talking to Donald Trump, the president of the United States, on June sixth. I mean, that's weird. Right. Um, anyway, uh, okay, we'll come back to that because uh, there's a there's an interesting story today about. Uh, not January 6th, but about Joe Biden, who spoke today. But I did want to mention that we were talking about the rock throwing, which mm -hmm. is so fucked that three 18-year-olds are driving around with big rocks, and they're throwing them at cars that are coming the other direction, trying to hit the windshield. And they did it seven times in 45 minutes, just driving around with big rocks. And they killed this woman. And so, I don't know, really, it took them a while to find them, but they did 
nailed him yesterday. And let's see, Alexa Bartel, 20, was killed when Joseph Koenig, Mitch, Carol Cheek, three names. Ugh. I don't know why guys have three names. I'm still not on board. His middle name is Carol? Gave him a girly name. K-A-R-O-L. It sounds like it's a maybe a mother's maiden name or something. Carol, 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 Because I noticed, and it's not my imagination, if you watch college football, I suddenly noticed there's a lot of guys with hyphenated names. Oh, a ton. And in pro football, too, there's mm-hmm. there's a bunch. And in many cases, it's their mother's and their father's Wait, name. that last guy's name is Zach Quack? Really? His name is Zach Quack, yes. <laughs> Zach His name is Zachary Quack, Quack but yes. K-W-A-K. Yes. Zach, Zach, Zach Quack. Quack. Zach Quack. Hurled a landscaping rock through her windshield. Quack said, we have to go back and see that. They returned to take oh, a photograph. Oh, Applack. So, uh, so you guys were partially right there. He did videotape it. I don't think they posted it, though. They must have found it on the phone. I mean, that's a dumb thing to do. If they ever come for your phones, you're fucked. Yep. Shocking details are revealed. Kill people, you should be fucked. Yeah, you should be fucked. I agree. And you know what? People are never fucked enough, in my opinion. <laughs> I can't believe how unfucked these people that should be fucked are. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Three high school seniors have killed a young woman by throwing a rock in the car, returned to the scene at the crash scene to take a picture. Um, sheriff's office affidavit published on Thursday reveals that after the fatal attack, quack, said, we have to go back and see that. He then took a photo of the car, which had careened off the road as a memento. What a fuck. Sickening details were revealed as the three appeared in court on Thursday, charged with first-degree murder with extreme indifference, which means they set out to kill but didn't care whom. That's interesting. I've never heard of that. Have you heard of that charge? No. No, never. Extreme First-degree murder with extreme indifference? That's for killing someone rando. They really need to add those last three words. They should just call it rando murder. (laughs) I like that better. <laughs> Does it change the sentencing then? Yeah, it's obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's stronger. Friend of the trio uh, told police he'd watched them several hours earlier. They loaded a truck with landscaping rocks taken from a Walmart parking lot. The friend claimed the three boys picked up as many as they could carry. He said he knew something bad was going to happen. Oh, thanks for doing something about it. Rocks, too. It's not like you're just throwing paintballs. Yeah. The three alleged killers then patrolled roads in the area and searched for passing cars. What, Jim, did you shoot paintballs at cars? Yeah, you caught that. Uh, we got enough rocks here, too. We could build a pretty decent shelter just using rocks. I used to buy a couple hundred paintballs and just drive around Sterling Heights throwing paintballs out the window. We threw, we threw uh, probably thousands of water balloons at cars. But that's not going to hurt anyone. I know, I know. I mean, technically, it could distract someone, and yeah, it could be. We were, we were, my favorite sport is sport. It's a water balloon fight. Seventeen. I was stupid. And my right. friend, my friend Clay, shot his BB gun at cars from his <laughs> attic window, and actually took out a window once. <laughs> we, we were in the attic for like three hours. Is we Clay so in jail? Scared. No, Clay is not in jail. Huh. Hmm. I don't know where Clay is. Wow, a jail. <laughs> That's why you don't know. It could be. Let's see. Um, so, what else did they say? I guess they're just gathering details, but yeah, this... How did they triangulate on him, though? Did they friend, reveal that? Let me go back. I got kind of confused here. Because they said, what did they say it had to do with uh, tracking their electronic... It was a, a, it was a forensics signature. involving their phone, it said. But let me see. Uh, the three alleged killed and patrol the roads, search for passing cars. Quack said they would use marine terms when launching the rocks, adding Mitch would say things like, contact left, before Joseph would throw the rock at the car. Black. On the left side of theirs. Oh, that's cool. Said the rock which killed Bartelli made a very loud noise, like a rail gun when it struck her windshield. 
A blood-stained rock was discovered next to the woman's yellow Chevy Spark. Carol Cheek told police, he said after, we have to go back and see that. Quack took a photo as a memento. Koenig, described by a friend, as someone who likes creating chaos and would often act in a destructive manner. Joseph and Mitch were talking about them now being blood brothers. They could never speak of the incident. Oh, Jesus. Is, is it um, unchristian for me to hope that they get sodomized, like, immediately? Not at all. No, I don't think so. With a rock? <laughs> no, I think you should pray for it. <laughs> I've prayed for it's a Christian things. thing to do. Pray for them to be sodomized Carol with Sheik, a rock. <laughs> Carol Sheik and Quack gave different accounts about who threw the rock. Okay, so they're, oh, they're, cares? they're, they're all rat on each other. And one of the suspects felt a hint of guilt and revealed the men were traced using data from cell towers in the area. Oh who predicted I did? <laughs> so you are partially right. They had thrown rocks at vehicles on about 10 occasions since February. Six other cars were damaged. Two more drivers were injured on the night Bartell was killed. Oh. Lyft and Uber driver Nathan Tipton was uninjured after being targeted. And I saw two vehicles going northbound, but all I could see was the headlights. It was a dark road. And then a large shatter. It sounded like a shotgun blast. It scared the hell out of me. I pulled over right away. And both driver's side windows of his minivan had been shattered. Wow. Okay. Um, on to the, I hate them. It's amazing. They just sound so blasé about it, too. Like, eh, whatever. Taking you know, a, let's, let's get a memento. Up. Going back to get a memento of it We're is... Blood Brothers! should be a second sentence for that. Heads up! Whew. Okay, and then uh, yesterday, there was a lot going on with, you know, Biden had announced he's running for president. He had a quote-unquote press conference. Uh, did you see this? Mm, no. Well, it wasn't much of a press conference because he had a cheat sheet, which was photographed uh -oh. by a number oh, of people man. that showed the reporters' names and the questions they were going to ask. Oh. <laughs> and now today, this is weird. The LA Times said, our reporter did not submit any questions in advance. But I think they did acknowledge that uh, she did t talk to the press secretary and they had communications, et cetera. So I have a feeling she hinted at what she was going to ask. Yep. And then she did ask something that was very similar to what Biden had in his cheat sheet. <sighs> so that's not, I mean, the president is cheating. The president cheating. needs to, someone needs to ask him a question and he needs to be able to answer it. He's the president. Exactly. Without knowing beforehand what the question Well, there's is. been a lot of people in the press have been very upset that they've never had an opportunity to do an actual Q&A. They don't get called on. They never get called on because the list of people that are called on are all in front of him, and apparently he knows what's coming. That's cheating. I mean, it's not really cheating, but it's cheating. We're, the president is supposed to be able to answer questions from people who maybe won't have all the same narratives in their head or the same subject matter in their head. I mean, it used to be, um, I think it was Helen Thomas, who was the, she, you know, she was in her 80s, and she was still the uh, UPI press uh, liaison of the White House. And she would always get to ask a question at a lot of press conferences, maybe not everyone, and she asked a lot of weird questions about really very off-topic things that would matter to maybe a few people, but not to a ton of people. And then you have people who also represent foreign countries, and they ask about things that maybe nobody else is interested in. But you shouldn't have just friendly journalists asking questions that the president knows in advance. That's bullshit. And at the bottom line, he needs to be quick on his feet, no matter when, what, or where. 
But the Come fact, on, man. The fact is, he's 80 years old. So right. I, I don't know that he can do that. And in fact, the, the cheat sheet not only had the question and the person to call in, it had a big picture of the person so he can look out <laughs> and he knows who it's going to be. Oh, God. And what the fuck is that? So anyway, today uh, there's a follow-up story. Uh, the headline is, no wonder they gave him cheat sheet. Biden struggles through children's press conferences. He tries oh. to remember the last name of the last country he visited and the name of Top Gun before a kid puts him out of his misery and tells him to go back inside. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait a second. Is there audio for this? I'll bring it up right Okay. Now. It's in, uh, go yeah, to the I Daily see. Mail. Let's see. <laughs> what the fuck happened? The last country you've traveled to? The last country I've traveled, I'm thinking once was the last one I was in. I, I, I've been to 89, met with 89 heads of state so far. So uh, I'm trying to think, what was the last, where was the last place I was? It's hard to keep Ireland, track. wasn't it? That's um, what I think, as far as I know. I was, I, I mean, yeah, you're right, Ireland. He was, he was there for oh, three or four days. How do you know that? <laughs> I don't even know that. Oh, you're kidding me. Oh, right, man. Mr. President, I heard you have to get back to the Oval Office. <laughs> what was that? Oh. Hi, how are you? Hi. Oh, my God, this is weird. What did you say I didn't hear you? I said you have to get back to the... I heard you had to get back to the Oval Office. And by the way, the one thing did I Did someone tell her to say that? Probably. I get to give orders. But I take more orders than I ever did, and you're right. <laughs> What's your name? Kathleen. Kathleen, what a beautiful name. Kathleen's reminding me I've got to get uh -oh. back to the office. If I don't go, they're going to get the Secret Service working on me, so I'm going to be in trouble. Well, thank you all for taking the time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, it's a pretty powerful press conference with the children asking the questions. Oh, my God. And I we really have known this is coming, that we're going to have two people who are too old to be president, probably running for president. And I don't know why it's as ridiculous as it seemed to me until he actually announced it suddenly became a lot more ridiculous because, first of all, there's been a lot of flubbing lately and just a lot of general kind of he seems like he loses his place like a person his age does. Yeah. I'm not even knocking him. I mean, I think he's, it's, I don't blame him. He's just, he's old. Um, unless it's, you know, yesterday I said this and I wasn't half, I was only half joking. Unless it's just considered such an easy gig and everyone else does the work and he's just the mascot, maybe the president isn't really the president. He's an old timer, huh? Just look at him. Oh, he's so cute. Oh, just look at him. Drew, he reminds, just watching him walk and move, how his arms move, he reminds me, my grandpa died a few years ago, but when he was like 85 to 90, it was like, he looks just like, and my grandpa was not all there either. <laughs> well, I'm not saying he sounds like him, but it's watching him, it's like, oh my God, that's like grandpa. When my dad was 80 to 85, he was there. I mean, he was not, there was, my dad lived to 97. So he was very much there, but he was repeating stories, and yeah. he just we all do that. Yeah, there was just a a, <laughs> a forgetfulness. Um, actually, he was very on top of his game. He lived um, when she was living with Barbara at that point. They were extremely organized, and I mean, it wasn't like 
his life was falling apart by any means, but he wasn't running the fucking country. Yeah, it's a big task. <laughs> yes, it is. Task. And I'm trying to picture. It's interesting now that I thought about Barbara. What if, Hello, if this he, is Barbara. If he and Barbara had been the, the president and the first lady, mm. they, they would have tried really hard. My dad would have tried. My mom would just be like, oh, God, whatever. I'm doing this. fine. But uh, it's just insane. It's just like, why? Why would anyone do that? This is what she thinks about the uh, campaign team. This team is a shambles. <laughs> So today, um, you know, naturally a lot of the news organizations are doing polls because now that he's announced. So uh, let's see, approve or disapprove of, and then they had a series of uh, subjects. The economy, 35% approve of the economy. Inflation still on a lot of people's minds because inflation is still a big problem. Interest rates may be going up more. 63% disapprove. National security, 45% approve of the president's job. 52% disapprove. Immigration, 36% approve, 61% disapprove. And how about handling China, 35% approve, 63% disapprove. Condition of the economy, excellent or good, 21%. Fair or poor, 78%. The weird thing about that is upside down as those numbers are, and his approval rating is, is just under 41%. Um, which is not, it's been lower than that. It's been a little higher too, but at 41%, he's probably, I would assume he's the favorite to win, even with numbers that bad, because well, the latest polls against out Trump, it's going to be close. But I did see one a poll where it was Democrats only, Joe Biden had 62%, but RFK Jr. is, is gaining. He was at like 19 or 20%. Well, unless he ran independently, I don't know if he could really get any votes. I mean, I don't. I assume Joe Biden will win any primary. I sure. mean, unless he just, it just starts being so out of it. But it just shows you <laughs> I can't that. Can't imagine how out of it he would have to be. That Kennedy is is, is at least growing, and who knows if he's going to ever make it far enough to actually have a primary debate with him? Because it's going to be very interesting to see eighty-year-old Joe Biden doing debates this time around. I wonder if he'll even do them. Weren't the debates canceled last time? Or at least some of them were because there of COVID? Were, he was in debates. He was Because he and Kamala Harris were in debates. Kamala Harris was giving him a, a real shit time about racism. Right. Uh, the other poll that was out is about Hunter Biden, which says that 80% are following it closely. 69% believe it's a serious scandal. 82% of Republicans. 71% of independents. 59. <laughs> and 53% of Democrats. And, um, I mean, all these numbers are just... They're just not good. And at his age, it's, it just seems like we're heading towards something really dumb and bad, and there's nothing anyone can do to stop it. It's going to be Trump versus Biden, and that's that. No. Doesn't it seem like someone should be able to do something to stop this? There should be someone, but they don't want to. Who was it? Oh, I was watching Dave Portnoy. Like, no, hey, they fucking- don't want to. But, you know, when they when CBS, this is CBS yesterday, which is a fairly friendly network in terms of at least that morning show. They did a poll that said 72% think the country's out of control. That's bad. That's a pretty strong <laughs> statement. And there's no way to stop it. No, there's no way to stop it. No if stop the Earth wants to roll around the sun. And as far as Kamala Harris, it, you know, the, the, the thinking is they can't switch because how do you dump her? Without people going, oh my God, you picked an idiot. She just runs. How so they, dare they? No, I disagree with that. I feel like they should 
cut that cord. They, they should. It'll be racist. It'll be racist. It'll be they won't. racist. Yeah, no, no, just find somebody who's who's younger. No, 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 no. <laughs> they won't do it. They've already had. He's With already got charisma. her in the. Yeah. He, she's in the. Uh, and the and intelligence. I mean, that's. She I made mean, thirteen appearances in that hype video. I, you know, but they won't. They, they won't change any of it because it's too I, embarrassing. I, I feel like you could totally ace it if you get somebody on that ticket who looks to the country like like a fresh new start. Because if he can't, if he can't go the whole four years, then that person then gets. Well, I would feel better if he had someone that was you know that you had some confidence in, or at least somebody with. I don't know. Who would you know. have confidence in? I have in? no idea. Oh, me neither. <laughs> They're probably a... not in politics if I'm going to have confidence in them. Is it, is it normal? I may sound stupid here, but is it normal? The, like the, the sitting president, right? Then they go to run again. Do they usually have a debate with someone in their own? Yeah. Um, there'll, there'll, be, there'll be primaries. But usually the president's unopposed. Well, that's what I mean. But... Uh, RFK like is opposing him and, you know, he's getting a lot of shit for it. That's why Cheryl Hines was getting ragged so badly. <laughs> oh, my God. People are just berating her. Read because... a storybook, Jim. I don't read. Think about her. Like LeBron. <laughs> she got some Kennedy duck. <laughs> she did. Look how poisonous it is. OMG. Hey, does anyone know, because honestly, I, I know it was going on today. Does anyone know what happened in the E. Jean Carroll rape case against the president, oh, no. against uh, Trump? Uh, no. no. Idea. Was there any news on it today? There's got to be news on that. She was supposed to be cross-examined today. Jury dismissed after E. Jean Carroll testifies. Uh, dismissed? Oh, just for the day. Eugene Carroll cross-examined by lawyers. I, I don't see any specifics, though. Okay. I didn't see any headlines in the websites I visit. Like, normally, if there was something big, it would have it would have been out there. Remember when um, she said this? It was kind of, uh, kind of weird. I think most people think of rape as being sexy. Yeah, um, Trump's kids have been tweeting that out. Other people have been tweeting that out. She was talking to Anderson Cooper, who was, you know, kind of... Trying to give her the floor and say, yeah, Trump raped me, blah, blah. And then she went on this thing about, oh, yeah, rape, is, rape can be uh, looked as a fantasy and sexy. And, and then he was absolutely floored Let's and just to went, to, went to commercial. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure that's going to come up in the case. And also, I think between Donald Trump and Eric Trump, I don't know what they tweeted, but the judge was pissed about it because the judge was saying, what am I going to do Eric! with these people? polluting this case and I, I don't know if they were asked to stop doing it or what but I, I just know the judge was not happy about it um, in other news this is this I don't even know what to say about this uh, there was a survey of high school kids who revealed that I believe it said that one in four consider themselves gay what? High school One kids? in four high school kids. Or LGBTQ plus? Yes. Uh, now, that number is so incredibly high, and those people are so young. I don't even really know what to think about that. Is this people who are being encouraged to think this, or are they, I, I mean... Thinking they should think that? I don't know. I mean, do, do you remember, like, thinking that there was a choice back when you were... No, um, what, no, what you didn't group? have a choice. But I mean, that would be Trudy. That would say that twenty five percent of America is gay. Or if, if people, if this is the age group that we can count on to tell the truth, then that would say that 
a quarter of all people are gay. I'm just wondering if they're like just figuring it out. And, and so they're sort of because, you know, back in the back in the day. But it, it just never seemed like I, I never considered, you know. So this saying is saying you would have this, considered it? No, are you I saying you're gay, thought, Trudy? No. Are you trying to be gay? <laughs> I just never would have thought. I mean, but maybe that's, you know, my, well, no, that's my always been, straight privilege. Are you that, a lesbian? <laughs> people have always, I mean, uh, pollsters and people that study this have always fought to come up with the appropriate number. And I think they've arrived at something around five to 7%. And they're very confident that this number is, is relatively solid in terms of being gay. Uh, but it's hard to, it's hard to have that because there's always the fear that people aren't telling the truth, but I think there's less fear that people aren't telling the truth now. Or maybe, you know, you're young, you don't quite you know, get where where your head's at, and maybe you feel less sort of threatened within your own gender or something. Maybe well, the CDC ang- because there's a lot of anxiety as well. You know, in, well, there's nothing. I mean, now young- if you say you're gay, you're applauded. You're not criticized in any way. Well, you're, it's actually it's a celebration. I mean, plenty um, of people criticize you, but they won't do it out loud, or so, they'll be canceled. So the CDC put this report out. And they say 75.5% of 14 to 18-year-olds that were surveyed said they were hetero. So that the remainder is 12% are bisexual. Um, 3 to 2% are gay or lesbian. Three, other 3.9% others said they question their sexuality, 5.2%. So I guess it's really that 75% are just raw Heteros. Well, Brandon's questioned his sexuality. <laughs> raw heteros. I'm raw hetero. Raw hetero. <laughs> but uh, ex- explain this to me. And Bill Mars brought this up many times. Why is it that there are 50% more kids who are trans in California than there are in Indiana? How does that doesn't make any sense? It's probably, I don't just a different environment. It, it's, it's different environment. Uh, people but are li- does that mean maybe lower 50, liberal thinking there. Does that mean there are 50% more trans people in Indiana who don't know it? Or that there are 50% more in California who think that they are that aren't? Or is it a little bit of both? It, it seems like Indiana wouldn't be the best place to come out, maybe. I mean, even now. I, I don't know. Indiana? There's kind of a different... Are know, people like really criticizing? Sort of I mean, it seems to me there's so much encouragement for people to be your true self now. I, I, I mean, Indiana is not Mississippi. I mean, Indiana is basically Michigan, isn't it? Close. Yeah. No, or Illinois. <laughs> I mean, it's between them. It's got to be a little <laughs> bit of both. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's a very complicated question. But how many of those will, re- you know, if you polled those same kids 20 years from yeah. now, how many will say they're gay? Yeah, it'll be significantly uh, less. Or whatever I think, it, the I think part of it is kind of trendy. It, yeah, it I, is I, trendy. I, I mean, I kind of feel that like that's part of it. But then it's accepted g- anywhere, no matter but what. But at, at that yeah. age, then it could force them to start to stay there. Well, that's for, what that's what some of the fears are. The fears are a lot of these kids who are you know taking hormones, who are taking hormones to block their puberty. That at somewhere down the line, this is going to hurt them because they need that puberty. Oh no, they know well, they know that they are a boy, even though they were born a girl. We're going to let them. You know, take these drugs, even though they can't go buy cigarettes right now because now they can't make that decision. Well, Europe is way ahead of us in terms of this topic, and Europe is pulling back now and saying that it's out. Uh, more <laughs> no, family friendly. They're just saying no. They're just saying that um, some of the things that we believed 
that we were very progressive on probably should not have been as progressive. That maybe and people should be waiting. And I haven't been to Europe. Uh, maybe you wait until somebody's brain is fully functional. They're uh, yes, socializing at in least wait ways. longer than they were waiting. And we're now on the other side of Europe because we have not pulled back on it at all. It seems like it's all encouragement, encouragement, encouragement. I think it's weird that they're even questioning high school kids and giving them this, you know, asking them this question. And how many like, are trolling, just trolling the survey? I, who knows? I mean, can you really I count? You, Jim, because, you know, <laughs> no, I don't know. Can I, you really I, count on a fourteen-year-old to tell you the truth about a question I, like I don't that? Think so. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't think so either. I don't even know that I would. I think I'd probably feel like fuck you. Uh, meanwhile, on the the topic we were just onto, Brittany Griner today has uh, slammed all the people who are suggesting that trans women should not compete against biological women in sport, and says everyone deserves a right to play. And that's on the heels of Leah Thomas, who is telling women what feminism is. And that did not get a good response because Leah Thomas yesterday said, well, if you're a true feminist, then how could you say you accept me as a trans woman, but you don't want me playing in sports against women? And, oh, that did not go over well. Drew, I'm having a hard time following what you're even saying. Is Brittany Griner agreeing with? Brittany Griner agrees with Leah Thomas, who is the man on the Princeton swimming team who in 18 months became a woman and started breaking NCAA women's records (laughs) (laughs) and winning all these races. In fact, I think won by 38 seconds. (laughs) That's that's an eternity (laughs) in swimming. They win by tenths of seconds. With a penis. And was changing in the women's locker room to the discomfort of the other swimmers on the team who went and changed in a bathroom in another part of the school. I am really tired of Leah Thomas. I am too. I wish she would get sucked out of the... Well, we played the clip on TMZ yesterday. I I thought it was... you, You can't say you accept me as a trans person and not as a female athlete. What does it no, matter? You're fucking just, twice the size what, of these women. You've got muscles like they don't have. You went through puberty as a male. What yeah, the, the fuck? prostate? I don't even really deny <laughs> her. I don't even deny her the right to feel the way she feels. And Brittany Griner too. That's just fine. Brittany Griner shouldn't she, Brittany Griner just be happy to be here? What, what is the? <laughs> frankly, does she really yes. need to be popping off about this and pissing be. people off? She should. What is what, what is the state where there's a what is it a state rep or a, it's some level of government and. It's a trans person, and they were oh, in um, because they were being repressed by decorum. And they brought so protesters they're, in. They're they're saying she she was saying decorum is 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 just another excuse for suppressing you know who, who or what I am, and they're trying to sh- shut her up. And I well, they gave I, I was think watching they, her. They gave her uh, they sat they've they've uh, whatever the term is they shut up, shut for up. a couple weeks or for the rest of the month or right, something. basically yeah. shut up yeah shut up so is that Delaware well she is, is it I don't think it's Delaware I don't think it is I thought but it was no, out west she she but. didn't she disrupt the chamber though she brought in a bunch of protesters and I, you know what I'm I'm conflating that with the thing that happened in Nashville but I do know this I was watching that story and I said to Zeus you know she's trying to be a woman but she won't she won't wear makeup she didn't do anything with her hair. <laughs> Came in all skanky and scraggly, and he goes, "Is that what defines a woman?" And I'm <laughs> being, you know, totally. Well, all I all I know is, as serious, far as but. as far as this sports thing goes, I'm never gonna compete with women in women's sports. I have no dog in this fight. I just feel that for someone who is competing as a male on the men's swimming team and competing effectively, to suddenly say. I'm a woman, and I'm just the same as you, and then start just dominating. 
just beating the shit out of everyone by 30 seconds. That's ridiculous. If it was the same, then the women who become trans men would also dominate occasionally. But that doesn't ever happen. I still think it never happens. I still think Leah Thomas should have to compete in every like uh, backstroke, butterfly, everything. Stroke. She should have to do them all and win them all. And the Dong rest of the stroke. team just like. Well, I think she'd be a little tired. I know she, would, she wouldn't be able to do it right no, because she, she needs be her team, and maybe she'd understand that you have to be a team member. Well, um, unfortunately, her team doesn't want her on the team. Not only yeah, because she's, because a, she's dick, a man, because she has one, but also and because she has a dick and balls, and they they are angry at her dick because they were forced to change elsewhere, and she was like, "This is my fucking locker room. If you want to change you? That's fine." And I thought that was bullshit. <laughs> she should go change somewhere else. That's obvious. So, anyway, she that conversation you have with yourself, like you know, if I was a if I was a chick, I'd probably get laid all the time, and everybody would. I'd play with my boobs. <laughs> <laughs> or no, or you could, you know, I, I'd probably be a lesbian, man. That's what I would do. Well, this, this, <laughs> Leah Thomas became a lesbian and has dick and balls. And it's like, uh, what? And she's still attracted to women. Right. She, That's she's, the weird thing about it. Anyway, she's not having a good day because a lot of people are very angry when she suddenly told them what a feminist is and that if you're, you're not a feminist, if you don't accept her beating the shit out of women, <laughs> biological women in sports. Uh, so, yeah, Martina Navratilova uh, didn't accept it. She slammed Leah Thomas. And who wrote this story today? This is a pretty, uh, is this? Martina Navratilova's taco shop. Is this Megan McCain? <laughs> Megan McCain. No, Maureen, Maureen Callahan. Um, and, and it was quite a bit. She, she stirred some shit up. Let's put it that way. Well, with... Uh, the weather's still staying kind of cold, and we do have some odd spring weather with some crazy storms sometimes and some high winds and things like that. It's a good time to remember our sponsor, Pam. Public adjusters of Michigan represent you, the insured, for property insurance claims. If, uh, if you have damage to your home for whatever reason and need to make an insurance claim, call Pam first because you get more money. They handle the entire claims process. You don't have to. You don't say the wrong thing that screws up the claim. If you're in the middle of a claim, Pam guarantees to get you more than the insurance company offered if you want them to step in. Pam gets you more money. They do all the work, so why not? Call PamFirst.com or click the Pam logo on our website. And uh, let's see. I was trying to, there, was, there was a lot of breaking stuff today, uh, not just Springer. Um, oh, Springer! I know. I can't. I can't believe Jerry's gone. Yeah. Oh, he'll be here in spirit. Oh, uh, I know. This this came up today. Meta has canceled Red Table Talk, oh. Jada Pinkett Smith's podcast. Keep my wife's name <laughs> out your fucking mouth. What took him so long? <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. I think that Red Table Talk. Like a lot of these shows with stars like Jada Pinkett Smith, they made rather extravagant deals with a lot of these people. Like, you know, people like us, we had to simply do it, build an audience, get advertisers. Yeah. They simply had money thrown at them. And then people like uh, Spotify with uh, the Harry and Megans and Meta with the Jada Pinkett Smiths are saying, this isn't a very good deal for us because um, we're not really selling much advertising because, and you know what they said about Jada Pinkett Smith was, boy, her recent guests have been Will Smith, Sandra Bullock, Demi Moore, Jordan Woods. Jordan Woods is just some 
influencer kid uh-huh. who I guess I know. But the problem with these guests that they're bragging about are generally these big podcasts, they have the same guests over and over and over. It's the same people going round and round and round, the Dak Shepherds and people like that. And so I don't think people are really that excited when they hear that Will Smith is going to be a guest. First of all, that's really not somebody people want to hear that from anymore. That was awkward as hell. Yeah, it was terrible. Was... But Drew, don't you blame Meta for that? Netflix? Like, yeah, I do. What the fuck? What totally. are they doing? Why are they just throwing money at these people? Well, remember when XM did the same thing? Yeah. When XM kicked off? Yeah. And they made that giant deal with Howard Stern, but they made big deals with Oprah Mm. And uh, a number of other people, and they gave them channels, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, we're not going to Nobody listens that. to these. Good job. Nice learning your lesson. And the one thing that uh, I remember about the, I don't know if it was the Oprah channel, or maybe it was another person, I think it was Oprah, that she wasn't on the channel. No. She hey, wasn't on the channel. She put other people on the channel. Right. But she wasn't on the channel, so... It shouldn't be the Oprah channel. No, it shouldn't be the Oprah <laughs> channel. And why are you throwing a bunch of money at someone to use their name if they're not even going to give you what you're supposed to get? Because you and have to fill up channels? Minge. Yeah, I guess. I mean, they thought it... They, they, I'm sure they believed in it. Uh, now, whether Spotify believed in Meghan Markle to draw an audience, I, to do p- 10 podcasts oh. after a year and a half, it took a year and a half to do the first one, she does 10, and she's supposed to make $30 million for Spotify? How would you do that? That's impossible. You'd think they'd have some sort of plan to do so. We're going to need need to do X, Y, and Z. You're going to have to do this. But it well, sounds like they just kind of like... Threw a bunch of money at them yeah. just to get the publicity. And then actually they had to throw more money at them because they couldn't put out one show. They had to hire <laughs> a bunch of producers for them because they didn't know what they were doing. Uh, anyway, yeah, I guess the money is drying up. For these big money shows, but I still see it going around. In fact, CBS this did you watch CBS this morning, Trudy? Yeah. Well, both. Did, did you see um they were uh, and we're gonna have a conversation with Angela Yee about her podcast way up. Oh no. She's from the the Charlemagne show, Charlemagne the God. Oh right. Okay. Yeah, Charlemagne has two other people in the show. Angela Yee's one of them, and I, I uh DJ somebody. But anyway, so Right away, I'm like, first of all, I'm jealous. I'm like, fine, all these fucking people get all this attention to their podcast. They don't do shit. <laughs> and so I immediately, I plugged way up into Chartables, and no, no it doesn't have much good. audience. Really? No. Wow. But hey, got on, got on CBS this morning, got national coverage for I don't know what. And she still won't get audience. Everyone's going to go, who the fuck is that? She'll probably get some people sampling it, but if she couldn't get audience off of Char- the Charlemagne show. Right, but if her content's going to get no, audience off CBS. No, even if people check it out, they're going to go, oh, this is stupid. Yeah, I don't didn't even know what the point was. I didn't stick around to watch it, but I was it, it was a victory of sorts. I did pray for Jada Pinkett Smith to lose her job. <laughs> I did pray for that, and my prayers were answered. The Aww. Red Table Talk has been eliminated. Well, there is a God. There is. No, my prayers were answered. And I don't know, I, you know, maybe it's not Christian to do that, but it seemed like everything worked out in the end, so I think it was Christian <laughs> to pray You did the right thing. <laughs> and I was so Keep sick of her. wife's name out your fucking mouth! She Just, was such a bitch in that whole she's thing. She's an unlikable She's person. horrible. She's, She's never been, I don't really think she's been that great an actress. No. Has she? No, I don't think so. And I'll say it, I don't think she has alopecia. <laughs> I don't think so either. I don't <sighs> think she has alopecia. And a lot of people with alopecia are saying the same thing. I so, am. You don't, you don't always lose all your hair with alopecia. 
Sure. No, but well, I'm uh, not defending her. The reason people were saying that was because they said she has full eyebrows and she has stubble all over her head. Is there a current she picture of her? her like I know lately? someone who has alopecia who has all their eyebrows and just really Do they have a do they have a complete hairline and stubble all over their head? No, they have long hair, but they do lose patches that is very visible. Oh, so there's well, different. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Okay, Jim. I still believe she Well, if you want to rain on my party, my anti-alopecia party, go ahead. It's just a little bit. Someone I love very much, so it kind of stings. I'm like, you can't. But I still agree. I'm not saying that. But she's walking around going, oh my God, I'm alopecia. And you look and there's like stubble all over her head. And that's what. Where hair follicles are. After the Chris Rock thing happened, when he hit Chris Rock, the only reason people were saying that was because they were saying, honestly, it looks like she's got a pretty good head of hair. Right? Well, she, I think she needs to grow it out. Well, so she's we never going to do it. that. She's never going to do that after the Chris Rock thing because she has to stick to her script. Yeah, yeah she'll Chris forever Rock made to, fun of her. Yeah. Chris Rock, by the way, didn't know she had alopecia. Nobody did knew. Not know that. Oh, Most I, people didn't know. For the record, I really don't think she does. But. Okay. <laughs> Just so you well, know. <laughs> I mean, I think we've been over this, but I think... That was pretty passive-aggressive. Yeah, right. Just saying. I, I do... Get re- on his ass, Hawk. That was bullshit. Oh. I do remember seeing her with a lot of different What's hair dick? colors. <laughs> you are what you eat. And you have to lift color with peroxide, and it's extremely damaging. That's, that's probably what happened. That's what a lot of... Ask Kate. A lot of yep, she, knows. she knows. A lot of women were saying that too. That she probably damaged her hair right. and it's probably not as thick as it used to be, and so, so she, she doesn't it. like it. And then when her husband hit Chris Rock, she decided to. Yeah, she'd to already the- said that. She had publicly said that she before, did. but I don't think everyone knows everything she says on Red Table Talk. No, no one fucking knows. <laughs> and by the way, Red Table Talk is basically her. And her mom, oh, God, I've got to hear what Jada Pinkett's mom has to say. And her daughter. And, Embarrassing people. Will yeah, And Will was on. And, and I, I don't, you know, I because it got so much attention, I always assumed it was a big show. I really don't know what it is, but all I know is that it's not a big show for Meta because they're canceling it. I, I kind of feel like the red table is what drove Will Smith eventually over the... Well, that was, a pretty, mentally. that was a pretty awful episode. <laughs> that was oh, horrible. God. It was her basically telling him that he didn't handle her having an affair correctly. Wasn't that pretty much what happened? Yeah. And he apologized. So everyone <laughs> had to Will watch Smith. Will Smith get cocked. Yeah, he's really hard. A he, I mean, that's what happened with the Chris Rock thing. He was done being cocked. He he was overcocked. <laughs> You know, when something's overcooked, it's never, it's never good. Pushed over the cuck edge. <laughs> overcooked. Do you think it's overcooked? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a shame! If you hang on, I promise we'll be able to be friends again. I don't know. Um, there is better news though in the celebrity world, as Bam Margera has turned himself in <laughs> after a three-day manhunt. However, he still hates his family. He says they stole his home and they stole his money. He had, this I didn't know, and this is really weird. I would think this would interest child protective services type people. He had fled with his girlfriend and her eight-year-old daughter. Oh, That's not a good idea. Nope. Can someone please talk to his girlfriend? And it it reminds me of like a, 
the intervention person at intervention leaving and just go and get fucked up one more time before they <laughs> before yeah. they have to go on in like he's like I'm out of here. I'm I don't go. I don't think he has any designs on stopping whatever his life is now. I, don't you get the impression he's just on a he's just yeah. on the ra- off the rails and he wants to stay there? But I think there was some fear that oh fuck I'm going to get arrested. I'm not going to be able to do this. I oh yeah. Go. Or maybe he was just out of math. Yeah, he <laughs> wants to restart the party. He was charged with assault of his brother and for making terroristic threats against four people. Uh, all family members. However, he's already out. $50,000 bond. He's out. Back out. Are you serious? Well, I can't blame him for beating up his brother. I mean, he was peeing in his brother's sink, so. Yeah, so, of course, if your brother were to interrupt you peeing in his sink, yeah, you, you of course that. you have to kick his ass. You can't do that. <laughs> That's so fucked that up. That was so weird. I was reading that story. I'm like, yeah, I walked down and he was peeing in my sink and then he beat the shit out of me. He's like, Wait, wait, he's peeing in your sink and he beat the shit out of you. What's going on there? Well, like, don't interrupt me. Stop interrupting me. So I, I, don't, um, I don't think I'm going out on a limb saying that's a pretty dysfunctional family in general. The Margeras. Oh, I, you know, it, did, it didn't dad, seem like it. his uncle in lots of trouble? Oh, Vito? He's dead was... now, but yeah, he got in trouble for touching uh, underage girls yeah, at a oh. signing. He was so drunk that he didn't even know oh. what he was doing. And but Phil and Ape, Ape seem to be... God, I didn't know that about the uncle. Yeah, right? Vito. Yeah, the fucked up <sighs> eye. Didn't even like a lazy age. Anyway, uh, he says he's suing his brother for defamation, and he's having him evicted from the castle, and he's suing his family for stealing money. Meanwhile, his brother just said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all my fault. It's always my fault." I mean, he was being sarcastic, but he was just kind of suggesting that, "Yeah, I, I know what he's going to say. I don't really care what he says." And then he just said, uh, "I know he's going to want to kill me for saying this, but Bam is addicted to meth, and he's really not recognizable as far as the Bam Margera that's been my brother all this time that I dearly love, who's a wonderful guy. He's a different person on meth, and so I guess meth because I, I didn't know what the answer was. I thought he was a drunk." I thought he was just an alcoholic. Right. He was Probably for everything. A very long time. Right. The but brother attributes it to meth and says that he also hallucinates that it's just really, it's like gone over the top and then over the top more. And it just sounds, I don't know. Like it's not, it's, we're nearing the end here. I don't one, know. One way or know. the other. I don't know. I mean, he just doesn't sound like he can function. I always feel that way, but there's people that then just do it for 10 more years. And that's true. Um, I've well, read some I, I, pretty incredible stories. I think we thought Steve-O was cooked, and look at what happened with him. He, But we it. didn't know when it was going on. We only knew afterwards, didn't we, when we watched the documentary? Um, then, no, we did very publicly know, because he tried to kill Adam Carolla. On so hard? His show. Oh. Well, wasn't, <laughs> wasn't he? Out of your own consciousness. <laughs> I, I love you puzzles. so hard. And <laughs> a couple other bad moments uh, publicly, and yeah. But Drew, you're right. I don't think anyone knew to what extent until watching that documentary. It was like, holy shit. Yeah, I think we just thought he was kind of a crazy partier. Yeah. But I didn't know he was such, I had no idea he was addicted to, well, what was it? Whippets. The... Whippets. Yeah, nitrous. Nitrous. Yeah, nitrous. Just like Drake Bell. Yeah, Dr- Drake Bell. <laughs> that, that fuck face. You know. The story about Drake Bell, and, and do, do most people know who Drake Bell is? I think younger people do. Yeah, I mean... He was a, wasn't he a Nickelodeon star? I think younger millennials and older Gen Z do. Anyway, I, I talked about this story last week. Basically, he was, a, he was like a 29-year-old kid hitting on a 14-year-old, trying to have sex with her, having some sex with her when she was 15, I believe. And then um, 
when she started getting angry text messages from his fiance, I believe it was, uh, the girl flipped out. She was madly in love with him. She thought they were in love, the 15-year-old. And so she basically turned him in and said, I, this creep who I adored my entire childhood, who's my hero, and I thought he was my boyfriend, was grooming me all through my, you know, ages 12 to 15. And he broke the law. He's a, he's a sexual, he's a pervert. And they made a, they actually settled. He was given probation. He really didn't get punished very much considering the story sounded horrible. She was unable to prove they had sex. That was the problem. But he did have to plea out to something. So what's happened now is he was, there was a be on the lookout for Drake Bell. It was his, his wife calling police because he was suicidal. Mm. That's what it was. So they found him and he's like, hey, I'm fine. What is this? And anyway, the next week the wife says, by the way, I, I don't want to be married to this creep anymore. And so now he's flipping out again. He's pictured sucking nitrous out of a balloon in a car. Yep, there, right there. Uh, there you go. Hitting that shit. Just scrolling through his phone, getting high. I guess if you lost your wife and you're busted for being a pedophile, that I wouldn't mind doing some nitrous under those circumstances. <laughs> I mean, if I was in that situation, I think doing nitrous isn't a bad idea. It's just you're mind, mindless. Uh, not when you're Life behind the fucked. wheel of a car. And well, he's not driving. No, he's not driving. It. He's parked. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thanks, Jim. I mean, if there was Thanks some... support. He could just put it in drive. <laughs> Good on Jim for that. And if there was some nitrous around right now, I'd probably see what it... You know, I don't like for like. a few seconds. I mean, yeah, it's been a while since I've been to the, well, not since I've been to the dentist, but needed nitrous. So yeah, yeah that's. Pr- <laughs> I, I swear, yeah, maybe we should Getting go in for. Drugs. I wasn't. <laughs> I was not joking. I'm rarely happier than when I'm on nitrous <laughs> at the dentist's office. I'm rarely happier. I will cop to being really disappointed when they get the oxygen back out. I'm like, Jim oh, needs to go to rehab. Do I, I have con- to take the oxygen? <laughs> I will confess to not breathing the oxygen hard when they give it to me back, <laughs> so I can enjoy the nitrous for a few more minutes. <laughs> you. Yes. <laughs> I remember. Did you get nitrous when you were a kid? No, no, never. Really, I no. did. I vividly remember that. Lucky, it was awesome. <laughs> I got a dental dam in the glove compartment of my truck. You just grab that. that All seems, of a sudden, the music started. Uh, wah, wah, like it that was. That seems yeah, like a distorts. bad idea giving nitrous to a kid, doesn't it? it does. like you're introducing them to their first buzz. It's like I, David after dentist. I, I, I kind of liked it. I liked going. It made me want to go to the dentist. I think it was <laughs> yeah. kind of genius. No, yeah, there's a genius in that, I guess. Uh, Slight danger in some cases. That's no, not dangerous. They were they were monitoring it. So do dentists get to take hits of it constantly all day long? That's an addictive behavior, Jim. Uh, <laughs> wow, he's busting your it's balls. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. You are an addict. I'm a victim. Is what I am. <laughs> victim. I did it. I, I didn't ask for it. <laughs> I may have asked for it a few times. First step is admitting it. Oh, I always ask for it. I'm like, where's the nitrous? This it doesn't feel good. I, Drew, I had a kill me. I had a filling like I don't know, seven, eight years ago. The dentist didn't do nitrous. I'm like, I gotta find another dentist. This is bullshit. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> dentist shopping. No. There's no, there's no way around that. Like, who doesn't give you nitrous when you have to get a filling? Oh, no, I never thought of dentist shopping. Bullshit. That's a good idea. Yep. Plus, he's far away. I needed to change anyways. You can't cheat on Dr. Hartrick. 
No, that's true. I've actually I get nitrous there. It's legal. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah, just because I enjoy it. I mean, why do they want me to hate it? No, they don't want me to hate it. Why I like you, it, and why, I do like it. Why should you feel shame for wanting nitrous? What? I, said, I really did like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean did? But I never do. I never went out and got nitrous. I've no. never been that guy that buys nitrous. I don't know why, because it seems like I'm very tempted by those things. But I, for some reason, I never did. I think I never knew where to get it. Probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good but point. My, my Grateful Dead friends always had it. Where do you get it? Does anyone here know? I, you know, honestly, I don't know. I, I mean, do you get it in balloons like Drake Bell is doing it? No, no. He had a canister that he was like shooting into the oh, balloon. Where did he get the canister? Okay. You I, get like uh, some they they sell tanks. Yeah, you know, those it's like gas. paintballs and you know paintball well, guns. Trudy, CO2 you're buying, cartridge. You're buying a fucking tank of nitrous. I mean, that's. That you probably have a serious problem. Haven't you seen those at parties though, where they put the nitrous room? Yeah, but I still, no one knows where those tanks come from. They no, got it. I know, I have no idea. And you know what? When I watched the Steve O documentary, and I don't know how many people listening watched it, but Steve O was his room was littered. Well, just like the guy Mark was talking about, the guy that ran Zappos. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. This guy Steve O had little nitrous containers all over his apartment. They were just thousands. littered with thousands of them. So anyway, while I was watching, I'm going, where does he get those little nitrous things? I've never <laughs> seen those before. I would never nitrous. know where to get them if I wanted them. <laughs> we'll do some research. I'm sure some some people will call the boner line and let you know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Cull! Where are you, Cull? <laughs> Cull's the big fish fan. <laughs> he probably <Cull> knows. <laughs> wow. It's almost summer of Cull again. No, Cull is uh, Cull is one listener that I do admire because he is a concert nut. He travels to shows. I mean, here I've been waylaid by COVID in my hip. I feel like such a zero. I'm not kidding. I feel like COVID killed me. I've been nowhere, honestly, because I was just, I just fell into COVID. I really believe that um, I sort of had a mental health break of my own because I just, I just became a hermit. Yeah, but is that good mental health? Anything. That was a bad. That put you in a, a worse. It no, it did. It totally did. No, I believe all this bullshit about COVID and when it was going on. I remember thinking, you know, I understand what these people who want you to not go anywhere or they, you know, they see twenty people together. They go, oh, I understood that, but I also was very aware that keeping kids out of school that's a horrible thing to do because yep. that's you're talking about a year of a five-year-old or seven-year-old's life that's one-seventh of their life mm -hmm. that they're losing social skills mm. yeah and making friends and and all those things i knew that was bad and of course once over it's like oh my god this is terrible for you know it's been it had a terrible effect on kids it's like well yeah we lived it we knew how do we not know that was going to happen but we thought but, it was worse to put them in school or i'm not saying we but well, Someone not me. Parent. You didn't want to bring the kids. You didn't want the kids. You know, the multi to kill grandma. Yeah, the multi generational homes. They didn't want the kids to come home from school with COVID and kill granny. Just put grandma well, in a home you know, that'll kill. You know what? That whole the thing about that theory that annoys me <laughs> to no end was they honestly act like you're gonna kill grandma. They act like grandma is the biggest dumb fuck. <laughs> grandma should be told and grandmas should know and generally as you get older you are aware of certain frailties you might have or you don't do things that are as dangerous as you used to grandma might be aware of the fact that you know what I'm going to be extra careful not to be around people that are around other people because if I get COVID it's a lot worse than if they do and I don't want I don't want it to be on their head if they murder me murder me <laughs> but I mean telling people you're going to murder your grandmother 
But what, there was what, who? Where did that fucking come from? There was That's so much insanity. Talk, there was so much talk about their being asymptomatic, right? Like you could think you don't have it, but you do, and then you kill grandma. <laughs> I, you know, the more I look back, it's funny. I hear nobody apologizing for anything. I have nobody even saying, "Yeah, we got that wrong." It just seems like it just happened, and it's just like it, whoosh, it was it just be, in a vacuum. It just be went nice to the to moon. Hear that? Just yeah, just, it would be nice to hear. Uh, I, Fauci the other day was acknowledging. Very little. I mean, he was sort of acknowledging that well, we got th some things wrong. But but then when he said, um, I don't know, did you guys read about this? He gave an interview to, I'm not sure who it was. I think I saw the headline that said, I didn't close any schools. That's, I know. that's exactly what oh. the headline was. He said, I didn't close any schools. I didn't close any factories. Like, oh, you don't think that maybe some of the instructions you were giving might have encouraged people or given them the reason to do that? Give me a break. Who dug him up to begin with? Why? Why did all this? I never of the CDC. knew. Uh, yeah, I know, but uh, do you know any other heads of CDCs no. ever? He was um, National Health. What is it? NT. It wasn't. Um, it but, wasn't the CDC, but yeah, he was. Oh, he wasn't. No, that's right. He quoted the CDC a lot, but he was the head. What's his position exactly? <laughs> it wasn't the World Health but, Organization. You know what? What he was not very honest about is, for example, the lab leak thing, which he encouraged scientists to say it wasn't a lab leak because of a variety of reasons that are too complicated to get into. But he really was not entirely as scientific as he led us to believe. He's the chief medical advisor to NIA. The yeah. NIAD. But I National have, Institute in, of Allergy. What made him be the, the only voice of it? Why could, There were other people, other doctors and renowned people saying the opposite. Well, I'm not because, saying there were a lot of because them. Because anyone who said anything that disagreed was immediately smeared. I mean, it was it was a disaster. Anyone everyone, who spoke out about vaccines, anyone who suggested that, what about my natural immunity? Because anybody I had who did, go, shut up, or anybody who did it differently, like Sweden. or were knocked off of Twitter, or were not allowed to speak on Facebook. I mean, it was it's just madness. Uh, I mean, Sweden I'm kind of amazed by it all. Yeah, Sweden. I remember we had conversations on this show about Sweden. Well, Sweden is oh, Sweden's economy is worse than their neighbors or whatever. I mean, nobody would give Sweden a break. And if you look at articles from 2020 about Sweden, they're all horrible. Oh, my God, they're dropping like flies in Sweden. It's crazy. Sweden now has natural immunity. Sweden is now really a, an admired country when it comes to COVID. And one thing Fauci did say in his article is that the United States fared worse than almost any other country in terms of handling COVID. Well, because everybody was at each other's throats. It was the exact same thing that we do with everything. One side gets on one side and the other, and, and well, then we just hate each other. But we also or, had you know, children with out of school for long stretches, for long periods of time. We had um, people in nursing homes dying, people with COVID being sent back to nursing homes. I mean, we made a lot of big mistakes. Uh, and we ended up with very poor mental health and also a lot of bodies. We did not perform well. And it was interesting, too, to see. And this is, again, you know, people didn't talk about this. Look at Florida versus California. How does Florida have, you know, numbers that are similar to California? California locked down everything. California, people wearing masks like two months ago. They were still wearing masks. People and are Florida performs similar to California. That seems impossible. Or Florida and Michigan, for example. Michigan was very, had shutdowns and mask mandates. Florida was like, hey, let it all hang out. And somehow Florida, well... As it turns out, being outside was a lot different than what people thought it was.
being outside wasn't a bad thing. You didn't have that much to fear if you were outside. Remember when they were arresting people for surfing? (laughs) (laughs) I remember when they had the protest at the Michigan Capitol. And people were like, oh my God, look at those hundred people! Jesus Christ. I mean... It was just nuts. And the so, motor. Oh, what about the motorcycle rally where they said they estimated that they killed Sturgis? Oh, right, Sturgis how many people they killed. Estimated they killed seventy thousand people yeah. or something. Oh my god! Way to go, motorcyclists! <laughs> Crazy. You killed Grandma. <laughs> yep. Boy, people just love Grandma so fucking much. <laughs> go to bed, Grandma. Fuck Grandma's grandma. just running grandma the world, keeping alone. keeping Grandma alive. Grandpa's running the world. Um. I don't know if you guys uh, saw Tucker Carlson's statement on Wednesday night. He tweeted out a statement, which was not terribly long. Was it two minutes, three minutes? Yeah. But uh, I I didn't think there was anything really truly unique about it. But it was the first thing he said since he lost his job at Fox. And 1.8 million people heard it in the first hour. Fox's 8 o'clock hour with Brian Kilmeade had 1.7 million people. And Tucker Carlson's tweet as of today had 15 million views. Five zero or one Fifteen. Fifteen, okay. But that's that's seven, no, that's eight times what Brian Kilmeade had on Fox at 8 o'clock last night. It was the lowest prime time for Fox News since before 9-11-2001. And um, but Brian Kilmeade, even with less than half of Tucker Carlson's average audience, was the most watched cable news at eight o'clock. So, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be worse now than it will be when they settle into whoever follows him. But um, I think everyone wanted to tune in and see if and if they would say anything. Yeah, I would have thought people would tune in. Usually the first day somebody's fired, people tune in. Mm-hmm. Although yesterday wasn't the first day. It was the no, second day. But um and then the other interesting news was that uh, one of the things the settlement with Dominion was trying to avoid was some of Tucker Carlson's texts <laughs> where he was calling executives all kinds of names, including cunt. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I told you the C word. <laughs> yeah. C word ruined somebody's career. Yeah, he was, um, he was pretty reckless. Although I have to say, you know, the idea of having somebody gets involved in a lawsuit and suddenly someone has to have your phone. That's what a frightening <sighs> thing that is. I mean, I'm not really saying anything that terrible to anyone, but I still don't want anyone reading my everything in my fucking phone. What are you hiding? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Get on my ass or you know Hawk will have my back. Oh, fuck that guy. That guy's not worth the chair he sits in. <laughs> oh, expensive Whoa. chair. Oh, good one, Hawk. Thanks. <laughs> backfired. Hey, I don't know if our uh, YouTube competition, I just did not sense a lot of excitement about that yesterday. Well, I, I don't think Brandon? it's clear. I don't think it's clear on exactly what's going to happen. You, would, prov- you would select one video a day for the week for seven straight so this is a, days. This is a, for seven straight yeah. days? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think Jim does? Yeah. Picks a video every day. That's unfair. Oh. He's got a big lead on some us. Some are losers Wait, and some are, you are saying, winners. Are you saying picking the segment from the show? Right. Yeah, yeah, just yeah that's this, it. Just go, I do that every day. I send, I send Jim like, hey, here, here, you can use this, this, this. You don't do this. it every day. You didn't oh. do it yesterday. Jim does it. <laughs> I do that every day. Oh, he, right. does he, he does Jim help. Jim picks it, though. I thought I was going to have to like bring a video or something where we have to watch it and then post it on YouTube. I That's why I was confused. Supply the content. How did you get that idea? I'm just curious. Because it, it seems say? whoever goes fourth has an advantage, doesn't no, it? No, 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 no. Nobody goes at the same time. 
you go for seven straight days. Then Mark has the next week. Then Jim has the next week. I'll go last. So, in, in other words, nobody's ever doing it. There's only one person at a time selecting the video. I know, and I'm saying the person that goes last, the person that does that fourth week, has an advantage of perhaps additional subscribers. Uh, it sounds like you are afraid you're going to lose, is what i Sounds I'm like you're straining to do some complaining. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I, I've already been picking out the Jim, YouTube can Brandon videos. go last? Yeah, Brandon can, he can go last. All right, you can go last. Yeah, fine, Excellent. baby. Is that all taking, you want? And I'm taking that week off, too. <laughs> go snowboarding. <laughs> you don't even have to edit it. And then editing's not even that hard. No, I, I don't. Just, my, the feeling was, <laughs> oh, I just felt like, shot. Well, no, I, it's not that hard for me, I'm saying. All I was trying to say was, I didn't want to do the contest <laughs> if no one wanted to do it. I wasn't going to make people do it. Well, no, I now that I know what fun. it is, yeah, that's fine. Like I said, I've already been doing it, so I'll just keep doing what I do. And, no, you uh, haven't been doing it. No, you send me two, <laughs> three, four, five, that. and wait, I gotta why pick do we, one. Why don't we enlist the power of the um, of the listeners and have them pick one, uh, what they think is... Are you sure about that? <laughs> You want them to win the money? No, um, I'm, I don't know. Oh, Trudy. Maybe. Trudy's afraid she's going to lose, too. You want Jim to have to talk to someone who doesn't know anything about this every night and pick a video? I, I, I mean, they could. I don't if like you want to negotiate the, the video with the listener, then you can. You can. I, I know. Yeah, that, it's I up to you, Trudy. Another job. If you want to throw it out there and get this the, is get, pretty much the worst video. <laughs> no, ever they, made. they're listening. They're listening to the show as it drops every day, and then yes. they can go. That'll be but a that's good too video. Late. You Use that be, segment. You got to be ready in the morning. Yeah, they're going to be behind the eight ball because they're going to have to listen first thing in the morning, and they're going to have to uh, hurry. Oh my god, you cannot believe how early I sometimes get feedback on the show. I'm amazed too. I don't. I see it on Twitter. I'm like, wait. How can they? That show just happened. That show isn't even up yet. I think so, people, some people listen to the whole active. thing the night it drops. Yeah, I know. I do no, too. they do. Yeah. The audience loves me. <laughs> <laughs> Is Hawk getting uh, like separately? More than Jim. <laughs> See, okay, we can give Hawk a week to select. Wow. Thanks. <laughs> select shit. He can't even, I don't think his ears work. It's funny, I noticed Hawk, he really had a thing about Jim a couple weeks ago. I choose stripper talk. Went into, over, went into overdrive, though. I don't get it. Hates Bentley. Fuck Jim. You know, I, like, I picture in my head, I'm like, I would beat the shit out of him. Like, I <laughs> wish he was in front of me. I could destroy him. I know I, I, I could. I Jim's father. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm so smart, Hawk. He had to blow in his chair, right, to get away, so he'd be just like... Yeah. Is that what he did? Hawk could, could run away from you? He could come up with some crazy tricks. You never know. Uh, yeah. Gyrating? Some kind gyrating. of technology. Yeah, his chair could gyrate. Who My knows? My chair is fucking awesome. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. You're dependent on it. I'll hide it from you. I can do wheelies. While you're sleeping. You can do wheelies. <laughs> so what's going on this weekend? Anything... Uh, Draft. Anything special? The uh, draft. I know. I'm so psyched for the draft. In ten minutes. If yeah, I guess that's about it. The draft. Everybody's watching the draft, aren't they? If you're listening to this tonight, <laughs> after we post it, um, I've got to be at Planet Fitness tomorrow. Oh, so, um, Friday. Uh, yes. What uh, time? Friday from three to five. And what's uh, the occasion? Uh, it is uh, for the Michigan. Um, 
<laughs> make a wish. Which, which planet fitness? Trudy, a, you sound like this is the first time I you've blanked. ever been asked no, where you're I'd, going. I, I've been jamming this for like weeks, you know, on the air. Which planet? Which it's, planet? It's fitness? the one in Warren on Van Dyke and Twelve, and it's oh. Make a Wish. And I have um, a lovely young lady in the studio this morning with me, and the Planet uh, Planet Fitness guy. Wait, don't tell me she made a wish and it was to work out with you at Planet Fitness. No. <laughs> <laughs> she was just the person. She got to go to Disney World for her wish. Oh, and, nice! And and she's she's in good good shape now. And uh, her family was in, and it was like you know, it's a good cause. So if you want to come out and pledge, right. there's a show at uh, Royal Oak Music Theater on April 30th. M83. You guys What's, probably don't know who that is. I do not know who is M83. Jim. M83. Ah, they're a band. I mean, I couldn't even. Begin to so they have some very good songs. I think okay. you would. I think you would enjoy okay. some M eighty three. When did that? When were they formed? MX. <laughs> They've been around for probably fifteen ish years. Okay, so in the aughts. They, yeah, and they're a rock band. Rockish. There's a song called Midnight City that you may know. That's my favorite song. You play Midnight City. See if Drew likes it. He might. I'm going to have kicks direct on me this weekend. <laughs> uh, the M83s, did you say? M83 at Royal Oak Music Theater. M83. I'm looking up on Spotify. Sound familiar at all? Oh, yeah, I've heard this. Oh, Midnight City's got 800 million streams. Jesus. They're from, they're from France. Oh. Ah, the French. Ready for the drums. Get ready. My kids love this song, too. This, this isn't like a DJ, is it? It's a band? No, it's a band. God, with those kind of streams, I would think he'd be playing a bigger joint than Royal Oak Music Theater. That's probably a pretty cool gig. He's got a lot of streams. They're, they're obviously electronic sounding. Yeah. But I think they're kind of cool. I don't I don't know a ton about, but I would like to see them live. I would like to see them. Are you going? Them. Are you going to go? Uh, you want to watch my kids? <laughs> I'd love to go. Really? So it's maybe uh, Zeus can babysit him. Is it mostly a, a, the guy and his brother, right? Yeah, the two guys, Anthony Gonzalez Zeus. and his brother. Well, they don't even name his brother here. So just he's not important. Sounds like the brothers. <laughs> brother just sets the equipment up. But they got a good, they got a cool sound, and it, you know they're not for everyone. But they've had, some of these. I think that song was in a commercial or a bunch of commercials. They've had some. I've heard it. No, they, I've they haven't had like song. radio play. I wouldn't say, but there's no technos. Why is there no techno station? Or a station that you know plays what? like a techno... XM shift. has all of that. And, uh-huh. and actually, I think like the Pulse and there's a few others on XM. I think they're fairly popular too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much that music sells, but I do know that some of these big DJs, their streams are phenomenal. I mean, incredible numbers of people stream the music, but it's not really their music. They're taking other music and creating music, which is pretty fascinating, actually. <laughs> yeah, I like that. It's the best example Brandon can think of. <laughs> hey, Jim, did you hear us talking about Dire Straits? I did. Are you a Dire Straits I, I fan? I don't know a ton. I love Sultan's A Swing. I know Mark Knopfler, but I don't... I don't know like a lot of their catalog, so but it made not, me it made me want to listen to more. Love over gold means nothing to you. Nope, nope. Industrial disease. Nope, none of it. I know those two songs really, and there might be one or two others. Romeo and Juliet. That's enough. Romeo and Juliet. That's a big streaming song too. Walk of Life or So Far Away. 
No, was Knopfler the one? Money for nothing. Money for nothing. Oh, industrial disease. Knopfler is a big tease on the guitar this whole song, but it's really fucking good. The lyrics are awesome. He has a long intro though. Is he the one? Is there a video where he's staring very intently at the camera? Is that? Do you know that might be industrial disease actually? Oh no no no! Hold on. It may not even be Dire Straits. Tunnel of Love. Oh, Tunnel of Love. Hot. It's a good one. Oh, yeah, that guitar. Yeah, he's really... I, I love the sounds he gets out of that guitar. It's almost talking. <laughs> this song, though, I, I had not really thought of how close he is to Dylan. I never thought about that before. And then I was listening to this song and reading about him and Dylan being friends. And he sings like Dylan a bit. Yeah. Crank it, Brandon. I was watching them play this live. God, they videos from them playing live in 86, 85. Oh, are they killer. I know. God, are they good. Well, he's got that headband on all the time. <laughs> I know. It looks a little Quite silly. the guy. <laughs> so was this song a hit back in the day? It, it got airplay. It was not a hit, though. I, that's what we were talking about. Is it, how was that not a bigger song? Well, there's no depth sometimes to the, you know. Music charts. But I, I, I do remember wish there was more depth to I it. I do remember Love Over Gold and Jean Petit. Love Over Gold, Dire Straits. Were they bigger in the UK? Mm. No, they were. They were, they were huge. One Sultans of Swing hit. Yeah, that was they, they had it made over here. They were they were a thing here. Love Over Gold is like a, it's almost like an EP because it's only five songs, I think. But Telegraph Road is 14 minutes long. And most the songs on there are pretty long. Industrial Disease was the single off it. I believe it was the first one, and it did get played, but it just didn't make it to the, you know, the sort of the recurrent in the oldie phase. It just sort of died where it was in 1982 or whatever year that was. Yeah. And then Money for Nothing comes out, and So Far Away, and Walk of Life, and those songs. You know Walk of Life, right? No. No? No. No idea. I, How I don't old think is that kid? Ever, I don't think I've ever heard that song. Wait, okay, what was the band it. you're going to see I in Royal Oak and... Uh, M83. Oh. <laughs> and you don't know Dire Straits? Yeah, okay, I know it. Never mind. Do, do, I know do, it right do, 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 do. That one? Woo-hoo. I didn't know the name was Walk of Life. Woo-hoo. No, I like this song. So Far Away was the first single off the album. It's the first track. The first track is So Far Away, then Money for Nothing, and then Walk of Life. Those three songs were all singles and pretty good, I thought. It's a great album. Brothers in Arms is a killer album. Oh, my God. There's a Dire Straits cover band are they here this weekend no no okay. i can't believe that that's, that's there's pretty. so many of those tribute bands now yeah but dire straight that's that's a very niche yeah thing i think to do i don't know if i would i would not expect would there to be a tribute band want that why waste your time that way oh sorry it's kind of didn't want to hear the lyrics awkward Crazy. 
I do need to tell you about NordVPN because they protect you against bandwidth throttling from ISPs where they will slow down your internet towards the end of your contract to get you to upgrade, allowing you to switch your country IP address to get cheaper access to Netflix, Disney Plus in other countries for cheaper prices than the U.S. YouTube Premium for less. And if you are one of our NordVPN people who have gone and used the code NordVPN.com slash DAMS, D-A-M-S, Drew and Mike Show, and you are enjoying it, and you think, well, maybe I can get a little cheaper. Yeah, you can. If you get a two-year plan, you'll get four bonus months free. That's their offer. Nice. But you don't have to do it. If you're on NordVPN at all, and you're using the code DAMS, D-A-M-S, you are my friend. It's completely <laughs> risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee for NordVPN. And All Financial, our presenting sponsor, yep, rates are holding tight for now. It's a busy time. There's more inventory. It's getting warm. Springtime, summer, that's when it gets crazy. Busy. Many programs to save you money, and Jim just worked one out today. 1% yeah. down with up to $4,000 in forgivable down payment assistance. That's a Rubbed lot one of dough. Today. <laughs> and call and, uh, call and ask. If you don't know, call me. We'll talk about it. We'll figure it out. At 866-CALL-HALL? Yeah. You'll All right. Get one of us. Or you can go to the web. What's the website again? callhallfirst.com there you go and somebody gets in touch with you really fast I've been people have responded and said I can't believe I went to the website and clicked in and someone called me within 20 minutes and it was like on a Sunday minutes it's usually within honestly a minute you know, Hall is very intense and very customer oriented so if you're looking to do any kind of borrowing or refinancing or home buying Call Hall first, 866-CALL-HALL. Ask for Bentley. We're a client service company that happens to do mortgages. Is that what they, I've, I've never read that in the I've, copy before. I've heard that a time or two. Hey, congrats <laughs> to Anne-Marie Laflamme and the Dimples guy for having uh, or expecting their second child. Another child is on the way. I, I just assume Dimples Wait. guy is the father. Are you I, on there doing Hello, Dimples? Are you... No, but she's she announced hooked up with she's, Hello Dimples. Become part of her boner army? No, no, uh -oh. she's really toned that down. She's expecting her second Sergeant child. McAfee. Ma my or last McAfee. name is McAfee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go watch the draft. I can't wait to see if Maz killed it or not. Wait, aren't you going down to uh, where are they at in Royal Oak? Fifth Avenue. I'm not going down. Sounds there. like a no. <laughs> I was lying. I admit it. Sounds my like hip's a good idea. me. <laughs> If you see me this weekend with Jim's mom, stop by and say hi.